Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to discuss and review the Supergirl Season 6 episode titled Lost Souls. And we don't have any news for this week. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I guess we'll just get right into it because we got, we got a lot of feedback. Dive we got a lot in. of things to talk about. So let's just get into it. So here is the official description uh, by provided by... Veronica, the description writer, uh, she <laughs> she really got back into it uh, this week. She has Veronica's she has back of, from vacation this week, and she's ready. <laughs> she's got a lot of things to say in this description. So here we go. So quote: Supergirl finds an opportunity to escape from the Phantom Zone, but it comes with some dangerous strings attached. Mm. Meanwhile, Lena joins the Super Friends on a mission, but finds she disagrees with their plan of action against the Phantoms and wonders if she truly is ready. Uh, if she is truly ready to be part of the team. Un quote okay so morgan a lot of stuff happened in this episode they was it was pretty action-packed uh but i really wanted to start discussing uh this episode with the most important uh question that i had coming out of it is uh morgan what do you think about the phantom zone having storage rooms listen it's got to have storage rooms you you got to have your places to put you know your phantom zone doodads and thingamabobs uh your lawnmowers perhaps and your garden shears that's, <laughs> that's what the storage uh facility is for on the phantom zone it's just a little shed where you put you know your uh your gardening tools and your little gardening bench and your interdimensional portal to get back out of the phantom zone uh a place that you cannot escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that made me go, that was my thing that makes you go, hmm, this week. I was like, mm. oh, I, I have this, I have to admit, I, my week has been nuts. And I watched it tonight, like basically right before we recorded. <laughs> I went, wait, I'm sorry, where are they? And I like rewound. <laughs> rewound. I was like, there's a, there's just a storage facility here. Yeah. So, what are they storing in there? That's, that's <laughs> what I was wondering. Okay, so I pulled a screenshot. Uh, it's kind of hard to see in this because the the lighting was dark. Oh my but- god, are they storing uh, like a stolen uh, artwork or something? <laughs> <laughs> but they did have things like in the in the uh, little like some paintings behind her. Is that, <laughs> is that from like an art? Is that from like an art heist that went wrong? <laughs> 
<laughs> that maybe some fa- um, prisoners that went inside the Phantom Zone. Maybe maybe they have to like remove the things from the prisoners and they store the things uh, like uh, what what are they like personal effects or something? Yeah. That they, so they like when, the, when the prisoners come in, somebody like pats them down. They're like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> you you can't you can't take this uh this priceless artifact a piece of art with you with you." And he's like. Mamma mia, but I love this Monet. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mario. You have to give it back. And I, I just like, what is happening? Why is there a story? I just, I felt like I was like, wait, so a lot is happening in this episode. And a lot of it I'm liking, right? But like, where, how did we get to this place? How did we get to this location? Why does it exist? Are there guards? It felt like there should be guards there. But why? They're already in prison. <laughs> I know. That, is that where the Dementors go to like have a cup of coffee and gossip <laughs> about all the? Is there a break room? That's, uh, that's what it felt like it, to me. It felt like the Phantom Zone break room. Yeah, it sort of reminded me of like uh, you know the Office uh, from either NBC or the BBC, uh, whatever whatever you want to go with. Uh, so it, that was like my biggest <laughs> question coming out of this. Episode. I love I love the like it, it's like the Office because could, could you imagine like the camera zooms over and there's like a phantom in the corner and he just does the Jim Halper like face <laughs> into the camera. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, they and they had twenty four storage rooms. Twenty four. Like, why? What? So, what are they storing? <laughs> what are they putting in there? Okay, so I think Leslie in the chat, um, if I can find it and bring it up, uh, Leslie thinks they were storing extra mirrors. So just backups <laughs> to the backups to the backup is what they were doing, uh, I, just in I case. Hope so, so I had I had a thought while watching this episode, and it was sort of during this storage, uh, the storage journey that we all went on (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's when she talks to her dad she goes dad mom made this place where would she put the extra mirror and he's like well it is storage (laughs) presumably anywhere but i thought did you tell your dad your mom's alive has that come up yeah i i don't remember that's a good question because she said like what would she do as if maybe she wasn't with us like <laughs> what what would she have done dad and he was like oh yes my my dead wife well what, what i think about her every day i pr- i pray for her soul i hope she's happy wherever she is and she's like oh yeah she is totally she's just building new gazebo he's like in in heaven? Building new... No, no, like on Argo. It's wild, Dad. Did I forget to mention that? Did we talk about a lot of other stuff, but I forgot to mention Mom's Alive? There were a lot of really nice Kara <laughs> Zorel moments. Uh, you know, her holding his hand, you know, her encouraging him not to give up hope and him calling her daughter and Kryptonian. It was it was so nice. It was kind of what I was wanting from the show. But that's okay. a really great point. So, what about Alora? Again, I'm wrong, uh, as always. So Leslie says, in A Few Good Women, Zorel realized Allura was alive. And Emma says, yeah, she told him off screen. Because, of course. But he <laughs> mentioned it at the beginning of a scene. <laughs> yeah, some of that, it, it feels like that should be a bigger part of the conversation. Like, yeah. hey, 
I've reconnected with both my parents now. This is really important. Like, it feels like if I had to wonder, does he know his wife's alive? Then they made it, maybe should have made a bigger deal out of it. Like, just underline that a little bit. Like, have him have some kind of emotional reaction of any kind. He was just like, oh, Allura's still kicking? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that should be a big deal that like everyone you thought was dead is now alive. So good. Uh yeah, so I I was uh I was really uh struggling with this phantom zone interpretation uh because it should be a prison but it feels like there's like a luxury uh storage unit facility. Um, I I did think it was uh, interesting the way they depicted it. So I have a a, a screenshot here of of what they're looking at. The anchor is where they're going. Um, So I thought that that was really cool because I once once I watched this episode, I was like, are there places in the Phantom Zone? And I remembered that in Rebirth, I don't know if you remember this, Morgan, but I'm sure I don't (laughs) in the early parts of Rebirth. uh, Do you remember when Supergirl and Batgirl go to the Phantom Zone? Oh yeah, and they encountered that like mummy character. I forget what his name was, but he had like a uh, m- like mummy wraps all over him. Yes. <laughs> so I remember there being like structures in the Phantom Zone in that interpretation of it, and I had sort of forgotten about that. So there is some precedence for having a building in the Phantom Zone. I just never thought it would be looking like you know a corporate office somewhere <laughs> that has a breaker. I, I think the problem is. That once you start adding structures and buildings that aren't caves to the Phantom Zone, you open a book of questions that I don't know that they want you thinking about. Like, wait, who built that? <laughs> wait, where'd they get the supplies? Wait, <laughs> did several people build it together? I thought everybody hated each other here and trying to murder <laughs> each other. Wait, why would they build it? <laughs> wait. Was somebody in charge and did they think about this and where they they put blueprints together and then they got a bu- and then they hired did, did they hire a bunch of phantoms on they prisoners contract- uh, like contractors with construction worker hats on <laughs> like what wh- wait who did the site inst- inspection <laughs> is it up to code. <laughs> building up to code <laughs> and and so now you have more questions that are never gonna have answers never gonna get answers to i think we've established that the thing i care about most in all of supergirl is uh random pieces of real estate and i must know the answers <laughs> Well, it is a little weird uh, because didn't they make a big deal about how the phantoms that we've been all like chasing and trying to track down that they they had turned into the guards? So were the guards the phantoms? I mean, I feel like it like the they threw a bunch of prisoners in there, but there were no rules. There was no like warden or is what I got. And then. They threw in the phantoms and they were like, ooh, Dementors. And then they kind of became the guards of the phantom zone. So do you think that like all the all the phantoms got together and like had like a little phantom shot and they were like, okay, well, Steve really wants to build some storage units. And I I don't know. I said, Steve, what do you got to store? And he was like, I can't stop stealing paintings. And so, so we got to make this thing happen for Steve. Like, I don't like what scenario. I love that. Like, we haven't talked about the context of this episode, no. but we've spent this 15 the minutes on the, on the storage unit. This is what people come to Supergirl Radio for. They're like, what irreverent detail are they going to be like hyper focused on this week? 
<laughs> I just think it's unusual. And I had a lot of questions about it. <laughs> and uh, then then we were told that there's a, a, a mirror. So uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a throw. The mirror was a throwback to Supergirl the movie. When Supergirl uh, goes in and out of the Phantom uh, Phantom Zone through a mirror, of course, that also happens in sort of the uh, Christopher Reeve uh, Superman movies, as well as the Smallville interpretation, where they're kind of stuck in the you know the thing, um, and so that's kind of mirror like. But it also sort of reminded me of Harry Potter, which I thought was fitting since uh, this whole season has been kind of a rip off of Harry Potter. Do uh, do 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 do. <laughs> I didn't finish the whole thing, so we don't have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of mirror of Arisad uh, stuff going on. Uh, so they, they, um, at the what what I thought was really uh, cool about it, though the mirror uh, that had a backup to the backup to the backup. Uh, <laughs> so I, what I thought was cool about it is that apparently the righteous has to activate it. And that's why Nixley could not do it. She was mm-hmm. not righteous. Kara, mm. uh, Supergirl was righteous. And I was like, Okay. All right. I'm yeah. as a car fan. I feel I feel good about this. Thank yes, you. She is. Thing. She's worthy for that. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that. So I did like that, and um, it was it was interesting that uh, uh, Nixley, of course, as as we sort of predicted, she took a turn. She took a left turn, <laughs> and I was uh, like, who could have seen this coming? <laughs> <laughs> Just like you said, she wanted to get out and wanted to cause mischief on Earth because well, that's I- the only way to get home. What I thought was funny was that that one scene where she was in the storage uh, area kind of going like, ooh, I'm among, I'm among the parcels wrapped up back here that that somebody has stored for some reason. And then all of a sudden there's just like, ow! And I was like, all right, what's going on here? I don't. None of this I trust. None of this I trust. I, I thought Jor-El was like in on it because I thought his, so too. I, I questioned his, him in that his moment. Scream was not convincing. <laughs> He's and somewhere off in the corner, Jor-El is like, "I'm sorry, that's just how I scream in pain." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was worried he was working with her, but she of course explains that she's the one who attacked him, and she created like the little scar to throw everybody off. Um, so I thought that the turn for her, I thought was well done. I, I've started to really like Nixley as a character and I discovered she's actually in the comics, uh, kind Ooh. of a random, uh, uh appearance <laughs> in some Superman <laughs> comics. Um, so we'll have to do a character spotlight on her cause I want to learn more about her appearance. Yeah, in the me comics. Too. I thought she was an original character, but she's actually, uh, in the comic, uh, book canon as it were so i have a question about the fate of zorel aka uh, jason bear still keeping it tight still looking good still looking so good uh, <laughs> even injured even injured with his ankle <laughs> and his uh, very uh very manly scream of pain that was like oh <laughs> car help um <laughs> was he still in the store was the storage area like a a bunch of buildings was it one building did they go from one storage area to another storage area far away <laughs> like when it blew up was jason bear in danger i didn't know how <laughs> i should feel because i have no concept of where anything is in space and time <laughs> i think they said that uh so at some point uh, let me see let me do a search of my notes real quick okay he was, he was in a place and then they left him <laughs> yes they had to leave him because he had gotten injured um they said the anchor had not only supply rooms, 24 storage rooms. Of course. Uh, 
it also had barracks. So uh, I guess who's they had sleeping? who's sleeping there. Who's I guess sleeping? the guards who have Steve. to go work. <laughs> so I don't know if he's in like the bar the barracks facility. I don't know, but I don't think he was in the same place they were in. Okay, when okay, it exploded. So, I think so Jason I think Jason Bear's okay. I think. That was a that was a tough moment for me. <laughs> I think he's I was, okay. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but that's a good question, though. Do you think Nixley is dead? Uh, no, definitely not. Although, given the timing of what we saw, she should be. But I don't think that she is. I think at this point, she's too good of a character, and she and Supergirl have a you know a head butting uh, relationship now i don't i don't i wouldn't kill her at this point so i have a counterpoint to that rebecca okay. and you know what All it right. is and it's mercy graves <gasps> <gasps> wait remember okay. when they just killed her for no reason so she was great we all loved her <laughs> and she and she had so much more story to tell too so much more story and they were like not for you oh <laughs> uh, that mm. is true um, but I think the fact that um, Mizzy's Pillick is going to be back at some point this season really points in the direction of her having made it. Yeah, I have a feeling she's going to make it out of there. Okay, so she she might turn into the big bad this season. I don't know. That's not where I saw the final season of Supergirl going as her going up against a female uh, fifth dimensional M. So I <laughs> guess you know the what the show it, surprised it, me. It, you know what? What we had last season was Leviathan, so this seems great to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real big step up. I'm going to take it. We at least know who, who the big bad is in this I one. Haven't, I haven't heard about a product launch once this season yet. <laughs> so Still don't know who the head of Leviathan is. It is now episode four of season six. But you know what? Who cares anymore? Who's, who's keeping track? Rebecca, let it go. It's going to be fine. <laughs> we will never know. We will never know. And so in, and so in my brain, it can always be Lena Luther's mom, uh, a.k.a. Katie McGraw in just a red wig. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that's what it is. Uh, until until we are told otherwise. Uh, yeah, so I don't think she's dead either. I, I don't think this is the last we've seen of uh, Nixley. So I, I really enjoyed their dy dynamic. I mean, once she made that turn, Supergirl's like, mm, I don't know about this. Oh, Although yeah. she tried to save Nixley. She did try to save her. Not real hard, but she tried to save her. I, I, I was so shocked that Nixley didn't like figure out what Supergirl was going to do until way too late where she's like, Oh, you are. Oh, you're going to hit me with that thing. And she's like, Hmm, got this heavy thing. And there's a mirror, a very breakable mirror right next to me. And then she like, looks at the thing. And then she like, looks at the mirror and Nixley's like, you're going to hit me with it. And she's like, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, there's no more backups. This is, this is the only backup for the mirror. I don't know what else is in the storage room facility, but, <laughs> but this, uh, this apparently is the only mirror that they what had. If, what if she finds Jarrell next, next episode and he whispers, everything in the storage unit is a backup mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want her knowing, but <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh this is getting a little more interesting for me. I'm really starting to like the Phantom Zone stuff now, especially since we got a lot of good Kara moments. We got some Kara Zorel moments, which <laughs> had been lacking and for me personally. Um, and uh, Nixley has turned out to be uh, quite quite a character. So I, I'm really liking the Phantom Zone stuff. So this episode yeah. uh, had really uh, increased my optimism for the season. And just one episode, that's all it took. Just, oh, this it was episode, a decent episode. So I was like, okay. Made me feel very good about the season. I was finally like, okay, let's just say that the, the season started here. 
I'm good. I'm good with that. I think we'll all just agree the season started right here. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was a, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. I liked everything going on and the phantom zone stuff was like really interesting. And it felt for the first time, like it was kind of, it was very much a car story. And you know that because Cara got to give a nice hope speech, which I was like, you know what? Props to Cara for being able to figure out how to fit a hope speech into the phantom zone. She was like, you know what I think we all need here, people? And I, I, I wanted her dad to be like, oh, no, 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 not a host, <laughs> not a host speech. Honey, do you think, honey. Do you think she was doing that as a young I want to think that she was. She was like, <laughs> with her friends, they couldn't figure out their homework. She's like, guys, we cannot just give up. And they're like, Cara, stop it. <laughs> yeah so i i think that the phantom zone is really is is starting to to gel and the episode ends in a really for me a very juicy place because now Kara is on her own in the phantom zone That's uh she true. she's separated from nixley who i don't think is dead she's separated from her father so uh, now she's going to have to really super girl up. So I'm really, for me, that's very exciting. So I'm, I'm very happy where, where this is. It, it took a little while and it was frustrating to get here, but I, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad we're at least here now. So, uh, so I don't know if this is when Melissa Benoist came back <laughs> to, to shoot. I don't know if this is the point where like she shows up. Um, but, uh, but I thought the Phantom Zone stuff was good in this one. Yeah, I agree. All right. So is there anything else about the Phantom Zone that you wanted to discuss? I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I, I just, I really liked, I enjoyed the fight between her and Nixley. And I liked, I liked that whole, that whole, I mean, obviously, I feel like a lot of us saw it coming that Nixley was like, maybe not on the up and up. But I did like that, that turn when she was going to like, okay, time to go get my dad. She was like, why do you want to get your dad? Your dad's the worst. I kind of feel like Nixley wasn't going to turn on her. She was going to be like, Hey sister, let's be friends. Let's she called her honey at one point. She's like, like, Cara, honey. (laughs) Like she was, she was ready to be BFFs. Listen, (laughs) she was ready to, to jump through that mirror. And, uh, and then like, you know, watch some girl like chick flicks um (laughs) it was it wasn't until she was like well i gotta go back and get my dad he's jason bear he still looks so (laughs) good you got to save jason gotta save jason bear he's a treasure and she was like (laughs) wait i thought we agreed we hate dads we all everybody here hates dads right like i thought (laughs) the, the fact that they kept it in like in character with the backstory that she had given in the previous episode which i honestly was like i don't even know if this backstory is real but it does seem based on her like how she was like no 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 everybody knows that dads are awful you your dad's awful too and she was like my dad was a super chill one who didn't even have a reaction when I told him mom's still alive. That one, I, don't, I think he's pretty okay. I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was glad that they did more of the connecting to their fathers because at one point I they they had kind of done it, but they didn't like pull that thread real hard. And this this time around, I think they did. So I thought that that was good. And boy, when Nixley made that turn, she was like, you know, I should have slit his throat when I had the chance. And I was like, dang. I was suddenly like, "Ooh, all right, now we're talking. Now we've got a villain." Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that was uh that was quite the turn. It wasn't just, "Hey, I'm a villain." It was like, "Hey, I'm a villain." So, I was <laughs> I was glad to see that um we we've, we've got a, a I think she's she's a good character so far. So, I'm I'm liking the the introduction of her. And I liked how they connected to the the two different stories in a way where it wasn't just a bunch of people saying power. Uh, right, which is 
how it can be sometimes on this show, but they like to- we they totally could have, yeah. Like we have to do, but but they showed that you know Supergirl makes a sacrifice for the greater good, and then we have the Super Friends on the other side making a sacrifice for the greater good. Right. And instead of having that there be like a keyword there that everybody says, it was just like they just let the audience get there and it was so nice like it was so nice that car didn't just say i have to do this for the world as she like smashed the <laughs> the mirror or something like <laughs> yeah that's true uh, that, that's a really great point Kara and alex were paralleled uh in both situations that they both had to you know hit something or uh connect something you know like a an object with something else that's a really good point and and that is the way that most tv shows operate where they just <laughs> write the story <laughs> but see i expect there to be like a, a life lesson um mm. that they're going to spell out explicitly for me or like a word of the episode kind of like a sesame street episode mm. uh so when it's just kind of good mirror mirroring writing i i appreciate that i'm like oh cool like i can see that car's journey and alex's journey are you know on the same path, just in different directions. And I can make that connection because it's obvious, but, and you don't, there you don't doesn't have to have hold to be, my hand. It's there fine. doesn't have to be a word yeah. that ties it together is the yeah. thing. Let me figure this out. Let me, let <laughs> me get there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Let the audience get there. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the writing was significantly improved in this episode. Um, so that was a relief. So I, I guess since we sort of talked about Alex, what did you think about the uh, the Super Friends uh, and the Phantoms and them finding the, the prime Phantom Lair and the restoring of the life force <laughs> and all of that? <laughs> what did you think about that storyline? Oh, boy, there was so much exposition that I did. <laughs> I barely followed and I would rewind it. I'm like, wait, hold on. What's this? And then I'd rewind it and I'd be like, Morgan, you don't care. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, you know, you know what? Rebecca probably took some notes on it and I, <laughs> I don't care, but <laughs> I feel like what you really needed to know, you didn't need to follow the specifics because the specifics <laughs> are insane. It was what a lot of guys, need- science gobbling, gobbling gook. It was a lot of, it was a lot of made up nonsense. What you really <laughs> needed to know <laughs> was that, um, was that the phantoms were going to create like a worldwide problem, a global uh, pandemic, a global pandemic, mind you. I I almost stopped it at that point and walked away from it. <laughs> I, I I was like, mm. you're, you're you're not being clever. Uh, just stop I almost it with the, I almost the took the mask stuff. in my house and threw it at the television. Like, <laughs> shut up! You don't know. <laughs> no one no one wants to live that again. Would you be quiet? Would you be silent? <laughs> and let us enjoy a Supergirl story while we're all still stuck indoors, <laughs> you monsters. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh my God. But like the key points was like, we're like just that the phantoms were going to basically, it's like a, you know, gotta save the world scenario. And when you put all the other stuff aside and you just focused on that, like the story made narrative, narrative sense. And uh, and the emotions made sense. Like when I got, I tried to get like down into the weeds of okay, wait. So the the little bit of Megan's soul is repelling her from the Phantom like a magnet. Um, I mean, what? you understood that really well. That's that's what the, <laughs> the problem was. Yeah. Um, that that was like where I was like 
stop, Morgan, stop, stop. Thinking. You're, you're thinking you, you, you stopped at the double soul dilemma, <laughs> which, which makes no philosophical, theological sense. Whatsoever. I was so I was watching it. Right. And you see it's the they're doing this chase scene through, you know, flying around with um, uh, Megan and the Phantom. And I thought the CGI is not great it was then, it was rough in this it episode. was like they were like we don't have the budget to zoom in on her uh because i guess we can't put the actress in a harness we can't we're not going to do that so just from afar from afar <laughs> imagine paint in your mind a picture of megan keep it keep it there think about her face now superimpose that face on this stick figure all right <laughs> go and so i was like squinting at the screen like is she is that Megan? <laughs> is it? And then all of a sudden she was like, whoa, and was falling. And I was like, why does she need, why does she need Jean to save her? Like, what's going on here? Like, she can't fly through the air. And then that's when they, after that, they explained the, the magnet theory, which makes no sense. But at least it gave it, because before that, I was honestly a little mad. I was like, come on, just let her fly, man. She's not doing anything complicated at all. What did she, she like got the vapors while she was flying? And, and I think had you had that close-up shot of her like beginning to become the phantom. Oh, which, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they cut for time. They love doing that. This they season. like to cut to cut, cut stuff. Yeah. Then I would have understood like what was happening. But as it was, I was watching a tiny dot, and then I watched the tiny dot fall, and that was <laughs> it. And I was like, "What? What's happening here?" What well, What happened was their budget went to <laughs> Superman and Lois. Uh, so uh -huh. that's, that's uh -huh. what happened. Just uh, like all the promotion. <laughs> yes. They're they're already advertising four weeks from now, Superman and Lois is coming back. Don't you worry, Superman and Lois is coming back. <laughs> like how how insulting is that? It's like, oh, have you been missing Superman and Lois? Don't worry. This show you're watching now will be off. <laughs> Excuse me? No, this is the one I wanted to watch. What are you <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's not a great look in my opinion, but mm -mm. uh but I think that's maybe where the uh, effect budget went. Anyway, um so I guess since we're talking about sort of the uh the life force and uh, the soul <laughs> soul dilemma. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Could we um and and I, I know uh, Nicole is in uh the the chat, so if she wants to hop on, uh, uh she she offered to come and talk about sciencey things uh, with us. So if she <laughs> nice. it, they, they completely made that up as they went along. So 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 Nicole, if you're in the chat, if and she can would, make any rhyme or reason, I will be shocked. <laughs> and and you want to hop in and uh into the Streamyard link and uh, talk about some science stuff with us? I guess we'll we'll kind of since we're here we might as well talk about it so i guess i was um curious morgan what um what were your thoughts on the uh the so they need Kara's dna sure. to be able to track her makes sense now i'm i'm with them there <laughs> okay so <laughs> how, how what were your what's the what's the question i'm trying to ask did it make sense that they used digital dna <laughs> digital life force so uh, I had a lot of questions about that, and, and I'm not a scientist, but like, what is digital DNA? That seems made up. <laughs> and would that work just as well? This made up thing? I don't. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. Maybe digital DNA is all the rage nowadays. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to judge. 
I mean, digital life force. I don't, I don't know how that works. Is that so, like your, is that like your Sims character that they, I, they download it? For I don't, I don't. Maybe it's some Kryptonian uh, technology where like her, she, her, 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 you know, uh, voice and her body are recorded in this legacy download crystal, and I guess it somehow, but. I guess if, if Nicole is ready, we'll bring Nicole in here. Cause, yeah, I think so. I think we need, cause we need my, help. My, my question, so I just want to bring in uh, Dr. Nicole Green, who is our Supergirl Radio Science Consultant, who did offer to bring a, uh, bring us some thoughts. So th- thankfully, <laughs> because we have a lot of questions. Always uh, appreciate so, it. So we'll, we'll bring Nicole in. Uh, uh, how are you doing, Nicole? Oh, I'm doing well. I also have a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. Digital <laughs> DNA and digital life forces. So so my question, I guess, for you, and maybe maybe uh, you know this, maybe you don't, um, but wouldn't it be easier to get Cara's DNA through her hair or through um, some sort of something in her apartment? Does Cara not brush her teeth? I feel like that's a big, that's a big yeah. concern I'm having now. I, I mean... Say- for like a, a normal person, yes, that is that that's what you would do. You'd go get a reference sample from their their house in whatever way. Like all of it would work. Saliva would work. Hair. Um, I think after having conversations with people online, because this is not an actual scientific concept, we <laughs> agree that Kryptonians didn't shed cells. That's the only way that any of this makes sense. So there's there's. Like, but I guess but they didn't explain screen. that in the episode. That would have been helpful. I think, <laughs> they just assumed that it. we knew that. They're like, well, we can't use a regular DNA because, you know. Yeah. Other, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't make sense with the current like, <laughs> storyline, the, the current narrative that they constructed. But it really, truly cannot make sense if they're not going to be shedding cells, which I was like, if she's invincible and she can't get injured, like clearly maybe those cells don't slough off. Because that, that's part of it. Like to get like a saliva sample, you would have to, um, you know, it's like the cells that are in your your cheek and things that the, the scientists are going to collect and extract DNA from. But remember that Kara cut her hair in season five. So somewhere mm-hmm. out there, there are like bang samples. Bangs <laughs> <laughs> have become so important now. That's why I tweeted that. I was like, well, but that was a dumb question until now it's super relevant. Where's the hair? I'm saying <laughs> That is so funny because now the 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 problem that they have uh, encountered, which I thought was a, a good storyline for Lena and Alex to have this whole fight. Um, uh, but and, and we can talk about that in a second. But uh, but the but the problem now is uh, they've decided that the only way to get uh, DNA from Car is to travel back in time. Uh, <laughs> to get her DNA, I, I mean, guess when she's either uh, poisoned illogical. by kryptonite or she solar flares, that seems to be the only two options. So I guess one of the two is going to happen in that episode. But uh, <laughs> now they're having to. <laughs> so when that happens, are they just going to like tackle her and just rip out a strand of her hair and run away? Is that the plan? Well, here's here's my thing: is how do they like this? Is Alex's memory right? She she got her memories back restored after crisis after she was. Uh, uh, putting things in the microwave. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor was tre- cheese brain, Alex. <laughs> the assumption that that event happened the way she remembered it. Oh yeah, <laughs> because everything else is like subject to being reset. Like how how do we even know? You think that that's the last time she solar flared, but we're in an entirely different timeline. Are are you sure? Like, are you really sure that this is the time we need to go back to? And why that time? Why not Red Tornado? I don't know. Like. 
that seemed very arbitrary. I was like, if you want to go back to Midvale, just like go back to Midvale. <laughs> it's because they don't have the red tornado makeup anymore. Uh, they no. don't have the budget for it. <laughs> they ran out of all that red. So <laughs> that was that was season one makeup budget. Uh, so they don't have that anymore. Um, yeah. So I, I was just like laughing. I was like, we have to go back in time to get Gar's DNA. That's, that's time a travel. Real stretch. Time travel has never been the appropriate answer, I feel like. Well, like, that's I true. Watched, I watched Legends and I watched a bit of The Flash. That, that's never the best idea. Um, they're just going to mess something up. Something important. <laughs> they're going to mess up for sure. <laughs> I was, I was, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much DNA you get from a digital life force extraction from a, a legacy crystal. Um, but like when we do this in the lab, if you extract DNA, you don't necessarily have to use it all in one go. I feel like I thought Lena was smarter than that. That <laughs> you, don't, you don't use your whole sample and like like ruin it with a with one try. Um, so I was just really caught up on why why do we only have one sample for this device? Like I get that maybe we have to do like another attempt. We've got another trial we need to use our device on, but why why? do we not even have more DNA from our original source that that is not how it typically works in the lab from a sample as well. <laughs> yeah. They, they, she, Lena went all in. Lena was so excited to be part of the team. Maybe she got a little too excited. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I had a, I had a lot of, I still, I'm still hung up on, the, the fact that DNA is like a physical concept that we have in our cells. It's a molecule that you can see. And they <laughs> equated that with uh, a, a life force. And then apparently we digitized that and captured it in a crystal, which Brainy said that a life force was similar to the concept of a soul. So I was like, we're saying physical cell debris <laughs> is now <laughs> equivalent to our soul. Which I was like, that's immaterial. <laughs> like so you, can't, that, you can't, you can't see or feel. Like every time, like I lose a hair, it's like, oh no! A piece of you has floated off into the ether. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> forever. I don't know. I'm gonna be so much sadder now when I shed. I'll be like, oh gosh. <laughs> yes, you should like <laughs> goodbye, little Morgan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I the, the the soul aspect of it is is a little bit frustrating for me, just on a like a. I don't know, uh, so, somewhat of a theological level, just the idea that you can lose it and it can fly around the city and then you can just <laughs> restore it. And then somehow you can have double the soul. It's just like, what? What is all this? How what much, is happening? How much soul does Megan have now? Because she's got like, does she have double soul now? Like, what What does that at 1.18% of her was still phantom. So I, <laughs> so I think she had 72% at some point. I don't know. I, but I think so it, is she, I think it was a hundred percent now. <laughs> I think she's, I think she's fully restored now after they did that yeah, thing her soul, with the chrysalis. Yeah. Cause her soul flew back from the chrysalis, but then she had that little piece of soul in her already. So is she like, does she have so much soul now? <laughs> and, and what does that mean for her day-to-day -day life? Is she going to be like, I can't like great works of art are just a, like coming to me. <laughs> it, you know where she can get some great works of art? <laughs> the Phantom Zone. <laughs> Maybe all the works of art in the Phantom Zone are just things that like Magan painted in her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that actually. Um, so Nicole, were there any other aspects of the science, like the science parts of this, uh, this episode that you uh, wanted to talk about? 
Yeah, I, I think you guys have sort of touched on, I was trying, I like literally made a map earlier I was <laughs> to figure out, because there, there are all these elements, there's like, for Lena's device to work, she has to have like, Magan's temporary phantom sensing powers and her, like her Martian mind hunting. And then the phantom, she said she's gonna, so I guess with her device, the Q waves, which I still don't understand, the more I try to read about them, the less I know. Um, <laughs> I, I know even less than I understood in season five when there was this like mystical neurosciency element to it, which I was like, okay, I buy that. I don't really like neuroscience is hard. <laughs> the brain is a mystery. Like, okay, fine. And that is like, okay, so you need Q waves. And then she says something. I watched this scene like four times because I was like, I do not understand. <laughs> using Lena has two answers right now, guys. Q waves mm-hmm. and nanobots. Those are two. Oh, yes, she has. Those are standbys, definitely. Yes, exactly. So she's like, and my nanobots are busy mapping uh, the phantom, the prime. I think it was, I don't remember if it was a general phantom or the prime phantom. She's like, they're busy mind mapping that, and this is somehow sensed by my device. But also, I need DNA for some reason. That I'm going to put in this device, and that's going to like be how we track things which I still don't understand. But then like at the end, suddenly um, because we, we need new DNA. So we're like, okay, I get it. Like you, you blew up the DNA sample somehow. That was a mistake. You should have had a backup, but whatever. Um, <laughs> like Alora's uh, uh, phantom zone mirrors. Yeah. So many mirrors and we have a DNA sample. Gotta have backups. <laughs> and, and then they were like, she's like instinct, you know, the phantom will track on instinct, like a bloodhound. And I was like, I don't understand that because like blood bloodhounds from what I understand are, are sensing like scent. Yeah. I'm doing this by DNA, but it's by scent, which again requires sweating and like normal cellular activities, which I assume based on the fact that Kara doesn't shed cells that she doesn't sweat. No, Uh, Kryptonians actually, that's a thing that they, they don't sweat. They're, they're not (laughs) supposed to. I looked this up and I was like, no sweat, no scent. So I was like, because ah. I was like, well, maybe just like go get Kara's like dirty laundry or something like that seems easier again than than DNA from a different timeline. That's also in her apartment, I assume. But that's that also doesn't exist. So I'm <laughs> I'm really lost as to how they're going to move forward with the DNA if they go back and that goes well in the in the, the like previous timeline and in, you know, the past like I still don't get this you've introduced a hostile element of a phantom you now have to take along with you <laughs> into the phantom zone when before you just had to take like a device um yeah and, and, and like he's not a bloodhound because bloodhounds are you know they're pets like he's <laughs> unless unless they're domesticating this phantom I don't know how this is gonna go for them <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand I'm I'm afraid for how that's gonna go obviously um the, all that exposition, I slowed down and I listened to multiple times and I don't understand it. I'm just going to suspend disbelief. So I was like, that's fine. I'm just going to be excited about Alex and Lena working in her lab. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have a new lab environment for me to look at. So I oh, like, yeah. took a screenshot and I was like looking at it and uh, I was like, okay, like this looks more normal. This looks like a lab that I would actually work in. And uh, I think some of, some of um, Donna had, had tweeted me and was like, oh, look, they're like wearing safety glasses this week, which I was so <laughs> excited um, because I was at home at my parents and they don't have uh, CW affiliates apparently in the deep south of Illinois where there's only farmland. So I had to <laughs> watch it. So I saw this picture. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. I love this like 
like science team up. I've always wanted to see this. This is great. They're bonding. And uh, I was like, look at them wearing safety glasses. <laughs> and then I was like, what is that thing? Like, what, what? And I was like, okay, it's red. Usually they love to make like a laser, like red. <laughs> it kind of looks like a laser cutter, I guess. And then I was like, wait, you can't look straight at a laser. Like, go <laughs> so I just want to say to anyone who watched this and they're like, ooh, yes, I'm going to do this. Don't look straight at a laser. Like, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Like a lot of laser cutters, I was trying to read about this because um, this is not what I do, but we have lasers on our microscope yeah. and it says, do not look at this laser, you will go blind. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're staring at this laser and I was like, you know what? We need like just the glasses, the safety goggles, Brainy needs to like put micro dots on them. And when they put them on, they just need to be like engulfed in a full, like hazmat suit, like just like a, a suit that protects them against everything because they cannot be trusted to wear the appropriate, <laughs> like they don't take the appropriate safety measures and obviously I, they're fine. But I laughed so hard when she was like, okay, get in here. And she gave her the goggles. And I thought she was also going to just like pass her a pair of open toed shoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on girl. If you're going to do it. You got to do it my way. Uh, yeah. It, that that one was stressful for me. I was like, we literally do trainings on this. <laughs> on, on how to not do what they're doing right now. Yeah. They're like, no, because you're literally like, you'll burn a hole in your retina. Um, <laughs> that's, oh, God. that's a problem. Yeah, you don't. That's, like, that's bad. No. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, still, still bad safety. Still no safety tools in the background of the lab. So like, we're, we're consistent. Like we're consistent at least on Supergirl. It felt like one step forward, but like five steps back. Like they remembered (laughs) that safety goggles might be a thing that they would need to wear, but then they have them staring directly at a laser. Exactly. (laughs) They make special glasses for that. They have like particular shielding for the, the like wavelength of light. Um, they could have looked really cool. They would look like big oversized Ray-Ban sunglasses. Like it still would have been aesthetically pleasing. They just didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, Claudia asks uh, an important question. Uh, does the new lab have a sink? Uh, have uh, we spotted anything? Uh-huh. <laughs> great, great question, Claudia. I did not spy a sink. So <laughs> they're not doing anything apparently um, that requires liquids. Although I will say... Um, there was no like food coloring sitting around in like open glassware, like they love to do on TV sets. So that, that felt more real that there was just like glassware with clear liquids. If there were, Um, (laughs) yeah, no safety showers, no eye washes. I think uh, Julia asked about that last time. Um, I like the layout better. I really hated the round lab benches of, of Luther Corp labs that, that really bothered me, but. Oh, right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I would work in that lab. I wouldn't let Lena be in charge of of safety (laughs) again. That would Um, be wise. That would be wise. She she just started wearing a closed toed shoes in the lab. (laughs) She's poor. She's poor now. So she can't afford those lab fines. I'm just saying like, (laughs) she's got to be more careful. (laughs) Yeah. What is she going to do now? I guess she's living off that, uh, that Luther trust fund, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what she's doing. I hope she invested well. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's she's um, she's still using L Corp technology uh, to make her Ghostbusters proton pack. That's true. So, uh, That's true. So, so did you have any thoughts about that, Nicole, uh, in, I, in I terms of getting the, the phantoms out? 
I um I, I know nothing about the science um that that is supposedly behind that, but I I do identify with that that idea that you're like I was really excited and I was like a little too gung ho about doing this new project, so I stayed up all night. Um, that that felt real and uh, and also kind of that meta moment where she's like, don't compare what I've done, my real science to a movie. And then like 12 minutes later, she's like, I'm going to do some really bad science um, from, from movie writing. And, <laughs> and then like me, a scientist is sitting there going, no, <laughs> we, we understand how this works in real life. Why? <laughs> Yeah, uh, her her proton pack uh, was was good. Uh, it was definitely a ripoff of Ghostbusters, but it, it worked. They they got them what they needed to do, uh, taking out those phantoms who exactly. were uh, uh, becoming enlarged. That was uh, an interesting twist that they could get bigger. So that was a big problem that they had to fix. I wanted the um, phantom to get like Stay Puff Marshmallow, like the Marshmallow Man <laughs> size, but they never amazing. never happened. And they, then they 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 she needs to make more of those proton packs. They're going to yeah. need more than one. Well, uh, and at least three. <laughs> at least <laughs> at least three others. So there's four of them. Uh, and they might need matching jumpsuits uh, just to just to really sell just that to be look. Safe. Yes. Just to be safe. <laughs> I want super friends, like super friends, super science team jumpsuits. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Lena's working on that now as a as she was over eager, like I hope she would be in this episode. She's definitely like screen printing those jumpsuits as we speak. <laughs> definitely. And everybody has their names on it. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's definitely happening. Uh yeah, there there was no don't cross the streams reference. Uh, but maybe that's coming. Uh if they're gonna use that uh proton pack a little bit more. So I, I thought that was it was good. She she made it work. Um, so, Nicole, is there any other uh, are there any other science related things that uh, you wanted to discuss from this episode as, while while we have your expertise with us? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It seemed like the two big um, points of contention were like, why? Why the DNA for this particular device and why not going to her apartment? Like, could you not get that DNA in any other way? And it seemed like they said, we don't care about your science. We don't care about <laughs> narrative we're going back to the past um so i'm i'm also very excited to see how they're going to like collect and maintain the sample like what what are we getting um and and we'll see what happens i imagine there will be like many shenanigans i am i'm very excited to see brainy and nia go to the past like i'm not upset about that at all but Scientifically, yeah, it, there's no reason for. It, <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very Legion of Superheroes move. Uh, there's a there's an episode of Superman the animated series where the Legion of Superheroes goes back into Clark Kent's past when he's in Smallville. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm pretty sure the Legion has done this many times, probably in the comics. So um, this this I like it from a comic book standpoint. It feels very comic booky to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But yes, uh, so you'll have to let us know about the sampling because I know uh, from my experience. <laughs> They're not going to handle that thing properly. I'll yeah. tell you that much for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Working with uh, 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 the collections group and uh, the museums that I work for, there's a lot of talks about, you know, uh, collections and uh, specimens and things like that and how you have to take care of them uh, and how they can be tainted if something goes wrong, especially in research projects. So uh, I'm very curious how they do that and if they, because <laughs> I assume there's probably a way that you could probably screw that up. Yeah, I mean, luckily, DNA, like, I mean, I assume they'll take like a blood sample or a, like a saliva sample seems less aggressive, but um, like, it's pretty stable. I don't know how it passes through time. That's a new element that <laughs> we've never tested. So we'll see how that goes. I, I assume it will be fine. 
Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like they're going to mess something up interacting with Kara. There, there seems like there was an easier way to like go back and be like, <laughs> Hey, Alex, just like take a blood sample, forget about it. Like put it in a drawer somewhere and uh, we'll, we'll need that sample later. But it turns out that's, I, I'm still like, I'm, I'm I just get like me. little Alex and they're like, this is going to sound weird, but if we give you 50 bucks, will you? Right? <laughs> I can't believe neither Alex nor Lena at any point. I mean, Lena would have definitely gotten in trouble for this, but like, there has to be like a sample that somebody took at some point of like, Kara's hair or Kara's like saliva, like when she's solar flared. That seems like a thing as a scientist. If I were like, it seems like a good opportunity. Let's like take this. We can put it in the fortress to keep it safe, even though you can just walk in and out of the fortress <laughs> um, portal in. I don't know. But I'm like, there seems like there should have been another DNA sample collected for this very reason at some point. Um, and I guess there wasn't though. So here we yeah. are. Now we have to time travel to correct or. <laughs> Poor scientific planning. All of this talk of uh, Kara's blood reminds me of, uh, I, I hate to bring this up, but it reminds me of Smallville when uh, they uh, had a Smallville. where they had a storyline where um, uh, Clark's blood could heal people. Like it, it was, you know, it could do good things. So, um, so there were, was some uh, storyline related to uh, Clark's uh, blood. So that uh, that is going to be interesting to see how they do the the collecting of that sample and probably be a lot of shenanigans and fun times because uh, Brainy and Nia going back into the past to Midvale seems like a good <laughs> time. So I'm actually pretty excited for the first time. Like I'm excited for an episode. So that that's a good thing. I will appreciate it from that standpoint. Um, OK, well, uh, Nicole, um, we're going to let you go and you're going to come back to make some stat- snap judgments. You want to make some snap judgments? With Perfect. Us? Awesome. <laughs> Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, remove you. We'll wrap up our discussion, get to some feedback and we will uh, bring you back in. So thank you for sharing your thoughts, uh, Dr. Nicole Green with us about science and we'll, we'll have to maybe, uh, pick your brain another time if it uh, arises. Absolutely. All right. So we will take Nicole out and we'll bring her back in um, at the, the, the time. Um, so we great to get our science correspondent on here. <laughs> well, now we're going to have to get a, a, a jingle, some sort of sound effect. I know. Nicole. Yeah, we're going to we're going to need to get some sort of, you know, science. Uh, I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to record something or other. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, so I guess Morgan, just to kind of wrap up, where uh, were there? Well, wrap up the uh, the thoughts about the the phantoms and all that. Uh, was was there anything else you wanted to discuss in terms of the uh, the stuff that was happening on Earth? Um, I liked the Earth stuff. I I thought it was really good. I thought it was strong. I liked the um, I, I liked that I called that Lena was going to be weird and over eager um, about. <laughs> Like, what are friends? How do you interact with human people? Like, she's like, oh, my friends are robots. Is this too much? I made you a Ghostbuster. Um, (laughs) I was like, yes, this is the exact energy I hope to see from Lena. And it's paying out. And I'm loving it. Like, just her being like, I stayed up all night because I'm part of the group now, you guys. I'm part of the group. And, uh, And I thought that was really great. I continue to love her interactions with Brainy. They they've really like hit on something fun with those two characters where she's like, okay, and here's this proton thing. And he's like, like from Ghostbusters. And she's like, no, no, it's my genius. It's my genius. I stayed up all last night. And he's like, yeah, from like the great movie Ghostbusters. And she's like, I will kill you. 
<laughs> well, I even had the moment where uh, she says, don't you need instructions for this? And he's like, I'm a 12th level and like, I'll figure it out. Um, and I was actually surprised that they actually adhered to that. I thought something, I was, I thought I something thought was going to go gonna wrong. Something yeah. up. I was like, please just let him be smart for like yeah, a second. But they, <laughs> they let him have that. So I was, I was happy about that. So they have had some really good interactions between uh, Lena and Brainy. Yeah, and I loved the uh, the fight between well, not fight, but like the um, the conversation between Alex and um, and Lena when Alex realizes that they're going to have to overwrite the whatever it is that's the, the the one sample of DNA. I also thought it was really funny that she was like, "Are you sure you want to like lose this recording? Like it's the only one you have." And I was like, "Do you not have a cell phone? You can't just record that on your phone, like." Yeah, you could, you could just uh, make a copy of it. You can't just like make a TikTok of that or whatever. <laughs> whatever the kids are doing these days. <laughs> the <was> TikTok. Like... <laughs> um, so I thought that was, that, made, that was one moment that like just made me laugh. I was like, come on, guys. We all have video recorders with us at all times. This is not as big of a deal as you're making it out to be. Well, maybe but it when won't the... show up on video, like Kryptonian technology. Oh. Maybe, it, maybe it doesn't uh, translate. That that would be that would make sense. Uh, so too much sense. So obviously it didn't make it in. <laughs> but that whole conversation that they were having where Alex is like, we have to save the world. And Lena was like, screw the world. We have to save Kara. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I love this. I just love this because I feel like Alex is definitely the one character in that whole group of people who is most likely to be like, forget about it. We got to save my sister. And she had to kind of fight back that instinct because Jean is the first one who's like, we have to do this. We have to, you know, we have to focus and prioritize the phantoms first. And Alex was not happy about that. But then a little bit later, she's the one who realizes like for the world, we have to give up this or basically this one chance that it feels like that we have to save my sister. And so now like that Lena is kind of joined team Supergirl this is kind of her first time where she's got to realize, like, put other people, put the world in front of what she wants, which is to save Kara. And I thought that that was a really strong scene. And it was really in character for Lena to be like, yeah, but no, I don't like the world is great. Right. But like the world is great. But like Kara is it's better than the world, right? We all agree with that. And like, what, 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 who cares if she comes back and it's a hellscape uh, with a bunch of Dementors rolling around, then she'll fix it. Right. And then we'll all go for gelato. <laughs> I was following Lena. I was like, but I thought that that was, a, it, it was a nice to give them kind of a little butting heads, but it wasn't like contentious because Alex was kind of on her side. She's like, listen, that's what I want to do 100%, but it, it's, it can't be what we do. And I thought that that was a good way of showing like how much Alex has grown as a character and how strong her connection is to Kara, but also how much Kara inspires her and all of these characters to put people in front of herself and Lena, like stepping into this role kind of going okay well I couldn't do that today and I guess that means that I'm not part of team Supergirl and Alex is like this is your first day could you chill could you stop trying to give us matching jumpsuits and <laughs> and cool nicknames no one wants those uh and just you know just help us out like you were actually important not everybody it's hard to do this thing that we do 
Yeah, and I liked that we got to see Alex's DEO training, her her time as a director, uh, come. I mean, she had to make an executive decision that uh, that had to be done in order to save the world, and it was something that she she had she had to sort of forcibly take <laughs> take that device from Lena. I kind of like that had too. To, she had to make that choice. Lena, I think Lena understood where definitely understood where Alex was coming from, and I think even kind of understood and like agreed but lena could not do it like she physically couldn't do it she was gonna hold on to that thing they were gonna have to like get into a slap fight so (laughs) (laughs) i like that even though lena was like okay like i understand i understand it's it's like i can't do it and some of that is about her being really guilty about her actions last season she did she did a couple of small things but (laughs) but it's also you know this is this is her best friend and sure they they've just gone through this whole big thing and she just got her back and now she's got a the guilt of being you know part of kind of abandoning her again uh i thought that was interesting i thought that they did a really good job with the character beats this episode whether it was brainy stress eating donuts because he doesn't know how to person uh (laughs) (laughs) or lena being like no no not this (laughs) this is this is the special thing that i i went blind to make (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought the character moments were were great in this one. I mean, even some of the Nia uh, yeah. Nia Brainy stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought the character. I think that's maybe why I liked this episode so much is that there were there was more of that, and there were there was some plot exposition kind of a thing, but the the character stuff really took priority. I think in this episode. That's that's where I would like it every episode. But yeah, yeah, I, I think li- listen the the plot stuff was. Who knows? There were soul magnets. I, I gave up. But the character stuff, and, and I think this is something that maybe Supergirl could learn to focus more on. I don't care if there's somebody's soul magnets are repelling, if, which doesn't make any sense. If the character beats are good, if the characters make sense, if I understand where everybody's coming from and it makes sense for their character like, you know, having Nia have these dreams that she doesn't understand and being really upset that there's nobody that she can talk to about how to interpret them. Like, that stuff is really good. That stuff is great. Like, the end scene where they're all getting taken down one by one by the phantoms, and I was like, this is nonsense. But I'm right there with them. I'm like, go, Alex, go. It's got to be Alex. Alex has got to be the last one standing, definitely. And uh, But, like, that stuff, like, as cliche as it is, like, it hits you. It, like, hits you in the heart when you see like you know a brainy get pulled away or or they um, all became phantoms yeah or jean get like swarmed by a bunch of mm-hmm. phantoms like you you get concerned um so i think that they did a good job in that respect of like tying this insane plot <laughs> that you know if you think about it too long it starts to hurt your brain but tying it to the emotions and then you're the emotions are what you can kind of hook into. Yeah, I, I, that's always it for me. If 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 I can understand and feel for the characters, I I can go with any weird plot that you're doing. <laughs> uh, so that is that is the truth. Um, I guess uh, that's sort of. Uh, I guess the only thing I would probably mention outside of that is. Uh, I guess Silas is okay. We oh yes, yeah, Silas is on. back. Yeah, I I wanted him to turn around in that containment unit and be like. 
roommate roomies <laughs> hey guys like like are those his roommates and hey it's my three roommates yeah i assume so i assume <laughs> they're in there so i guess they're they're okay so the super friends are off the hook uh for turning this poor guy into a phantom so uh so they they solved that they, i i did i I did struggle with the idea that, um, and I guess I'm still struggling with it a little bit. They, this episode tried to make it up for me because there was a moment where Alex was like, oh, Supergirl would have had this taken care of. And and I was like, oh, are they acknowledging like Supergirl not being there is a big deal and like she's needed for this kind of thing? <laughs> and then by the end of the episode, it was like, no, we got it taken care of. We don't need Supergirl. And I was like, uh, you, were, we you, were, you were almost there. You were almost kind of making it uh, justified to me that, like, there's a reason why Supergirl needs to come back. It's not necessarily, like, I get the emotional thing with the characters. Like, the characters care about her, and they want the, their friend and their her, you know, Alex's sister to come back. But also, there needs to be a reason why Supergirl is important. Why Supergirl, as a hero, needs to come back. They have to... They have to fail without her. And so I some of this episode sort of did that and some of it didn't. And so I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I'm still kind of iffy about it. I agree. I think that's the missing element is why is we, we know why Carr is important. We know who Carr is to Lena and to Alex and to Brainy and everybody. But like, why is Supergirl important? And I think they have kind of forgotten to do that but i think that they really need to before they bring her back from the phantom zone show why supergirl is important whether it's some big thing that happens to national city that they can't really help with because they're not supergirl or even like a smaller moment they just need to kind of like drive home that like supergirl is needed as a superhero not just as Cara danvers um a cool person that everybody likes <laughs> yeah yeah because uh supergirl should uh you know be a key element to it and it just seemed like they had it all figured out you know alex was kind of leading the team everybody, everybody was good they made the right decisions they got everything fixed you know it was fine so uh so i would like to maybe see them more have like a world without supergirl not necessarily a world without Kara, which i think they've they've done a pretty good job about showing like why car is important to all of them but the, the Supergirl component, I think, would be uh, the icing on the cake uh, for me. Um, because, you know, I mean, uh, Superman presumably still exists somewhere. I guess he could just, you know, save the day and take her place. But, like, why is Supergirl? Do, do, does he exist somewhere in the same plane of existence as Supergirl? I've, that seen, the, I've seen no evidence of that. <laughs> that's true. I'm Superman and Lois. I am assuming a lot of things. I'm sorry. I will say um, my my last nitpick about the episode uh, was when they're when they're they're fighting. They're going to get the throw the thing in the whatever it was the soul catcher or whatever <laughs> the dream catcher and uh, and Alex is is running towards it and and they start attacking Dreamer and Nia goes Sentinel go and I was like dude. It's just you and a bunch of monsters. Why not just call her Alex? Like, nobody's called her Sentinel yet. And that was the first time when it's just the two of them alone with a bunch of Dementors. And I was like, do we need to use the nickname? Do we, do we love, are we, 
Are we loving the nickname, though? Are we, are we still at the point where we're workshopping this? Can we, can we keep throwing out ideas? Are we really set? Have we settled, we settled on this? Yeah. <laughs> settled on Sentinel. <laughs> Feels like early stages. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe we can keep working on it. Let's, let's maybe push through. Let's maybe push through that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sort of reminds me of, like, in the, the Christopher Nolan uh, Dark Dying trilogy when it's, like... Um, you know, uh, Batman and someone who knows he's Batman. Like, why is he still talking like that? You know, like, <laughs> like, they know you're Bruce. It's fine. Like, you don't have to talk. True. Bruce be normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a character choice. Like, while he's in the Batman suit, you talk like Batman. Um, I I guess it's just because you know, got to reinforce that's that's her name now, and she is a superhero doing a superhero thing while she's in her superhero costume. So. <sighs> Can I can I say that a, a small part of my soul died every time it was just her intense eye makeup, but like no hood and no reason why she needed to have it on at all. She's just like she's just talking to them with the the intense eye makeup. I was like, maybe take that. Can we take that off? Can we just take that off? I just want to. I just want to see your face, and it goes with the whole outfit. It's not. <laughs> so, but, but that's a good point. Like it so much. <laughs> couldn't. It's. It's still for me. Like I'm fine with the blue. I. I. I can get past the blue eyeshadow. It's the blue streak in the hair that still bothers me. <laughs> But, but that's a good question. Like, why doesn't her? Because it's the the hand of the soldier, like gauntlet thingy that goes around yeah. the wrist. That, that like she can turn that, that off. Can, like, can, can she, she just do, do it partially? Like, just be normal, Alex. Be, I, I feel be like person. This is definitely not true, and I'm sure the makeup is exactly the same. But I feel like just despite me, it's getting like more intense every episode because I, I, or maybe I was just staring at it so much, but I noticed it's like, it's like blue, but then there's also like black on the inside of the eye that goes all the way up to her eyebrow. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot. Why is it like this? <laughs> Why does she have to look like a toucan? I don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, especially with those emotional moments where it's like, a close-up of her face and she's really <laughs> serious. Poor Kyler Lee is having to try to emote through that and I feel like that's unfair <laughs> after six seasons to do to an actress. Uh, but she still made that work and that says a lot about her acting ability so kudos to Kyler. <laughs> I don't think I could do it and pull it off as well. I sure couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so good for Kyler. Okay well Morgan uh, since we're getting kind of long uh, let's wrap up our discussion so final thoughts. What do you think about this episode this is definitely my favorite one of the season um again a low bar um but i would say that this was just a solidly good episode like i enjoyed this one i would watch this one again um which is not something i would say for any of the other season six episodes and honestly not a lot of season five so it's honestly i feel like it's on a good trend and i will say to your point I'm excited about next week's episode. I'm excited about them going to Midvale. I love those actresses that play young Alex and young Carr. They're so good. They're so scarily like seem exactly like what they would be like. (laughs) Um, So, and I'm excited for them to go back in time. And I did see like Nia was wearing like a weird headband with like a giant boat. Do they think they're going back to the eighties? What? Uh, No, (laughs) you're Are they going back to? It's not like what eighty. Is, it's not eighty five. Like, what are you it's wearing? Got, it's because wasn't Kara? I I don't because I don't think it's the nineties. They wouldn't have gone back to high school. They wouldn't have been in high school in the nineties. No, isn't Kara when like, I was in high school? <laughs> yeah, how old is Kara? Is like I would think. I thought Kara was like. It's got to be like the early thirties. 
Yeah. Late so 20s? What, what time period would that be? Like 2010? Wasn't Because wasn't Alex in the first season like 29 or something? Because I remember Nicole going through her insane timeline. So a lot of people are saying um, 2009. Okay. So... So I remember 2009, and I'm not sure I remember, like, uh, big – oh, actually, maybe. <laughs> I feel like headbands were actually making kind of a comeback in 2009. They might be right, actually. The big bow seemed too much. It seems like oh, a yeah, yeah, like no. Madonna era, like, uh, you know – like or maybe that's or what, something. <laughs> or maybe that's what the time travelers think. You know, it's like when uh, in Back to the Future Part Three, when uh, Marty uh, Marty has the Clint Eastwood Western gear on, and he goes back into 1885, and it's he sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they're thinking about. Uh, yeah, so that's good to know the time period there. I definitely think it'll be funny if they like if they show up in like an 80s or 90s outfit, and everybody's like, "What's going on? Why are you dressed like that?" <laughs> Why are you being weird? <laughs> you guys are being so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is uh, that's going to be exciting. I, I am I'm, I'm in agreement with you. This is the first episode where I've been like, all right, okay, that's an episode. It was it was probably the most balanced episode uh, of the season in regards to having good solid story for Kara and then a good solid story for everybody else. And it felt like it wasn't. Uh, one storyline taking over the other. So I, I liked this episode a lot. So uh, silhouette, silhouetted animator in the comments said, uh, yeah, headbands were a thing in 2009. I was in high school. And uh, I think that is correct because uh, I remember because of the great show uh, Gossip Girl, where mm. they were, a, they were a lot of headbands. And I feel like they brought headbands back around 2008, 2009. So Okay, I buy it. I just it looked very Madonna esque to me, like in that brief clip that we saw, and that's what made me go, "How old are they?" <laughs> I, I guess I missed the resurgence of the headband. I didn't. <laughs> I have a lot of head. I I threw. I had to throw out. I was going through stuff, and I was like, found like a whole pile of headbands, and I was like, huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was my Blair Waldorf phase. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there are headbands, uh, it would be kind of cool to see Kara wearing one because, you know, Supergirl uh, yeah. Alex, uh, wore a headband as part of her Kryptonian heritage. And it almost made it into Supergirl the movie and they pulled it the, at the last minute. So that would be kind of a fun uh, nod. They've already had something like that in the Supergirl pilot, the TV series pilot. I remember, yeah. Um, so that was a nod to the headband. But I'm just saying, like, if they're going to have headbands let's do it let's easy let's go all the way into the headband trend let's get her in a headband you might as well um so uh so i'm looking forward to next week so we'll, hopefully we're, we're in for a, a good treat with I'll, all the I'll, I'll dig out i'll dig out one of my old headbands for yes the, for, the pod, for the stream <laughs> that sounds <laughs> good ready. um i don't think i will be able to because uh i'll be in uh, hawaii well, you'll, you'll be, be in paradise so <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll find a hawaiian headband somewhere and i'll, I'll, I'll pick one of those up I'll um okay well i think that's gonna do it for our discussion but let's uh find out what our listeners had to say about lost souls at sl fricky said after that scene of scotch based bonding i'm gonna make a bold statement supercore is dead bury it the age of <laughs> the age of alina Le uh, uh what what would that be lennox Le lennox 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 has begun 
So I, I see some people have abandoned some have abandoned some ships and created picked up a new, new one. Ones. Yeah. Created new ones. <laughs> Kelly is gonna be so mad that she got Lena therapy if that happens. <laughs> She's like, I should have just left her with her robot. <laughs> uh, at Patty Mello 20 said, an episode without Lex? We've been blessed. Oh <laughs> speaking of which, uh sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt this tweet. Uh no Lex, no Andrea, and still no William. No. This is this is many episodes now where those characters, uh, especially Andrea and William, have been missing. The last time we saw William, he was real mad at a TV. Um, and I like to imagine that he's still there in front of that TV, <laughs> watching it, being mad about everything he sees on it. <laughs> so I just want to like put put it in the record for this, so that if by the end of the season they come back and they say, "Oh, Car and William are supposed to be like." made for each other and this is a this is a big deal i'm like you did you didn't do the legwork here i'm sorry no i'm uh, sorry. sorry i just <laughs> i just i just want to document it for myself that this has not happened um, so <laughs> they left him in the front of the tv for episodes at a time yeah so it's it's very strange anyway so uh please continue with the tweet the tw- uh, so uh, uh patty mellow 20 says is nia all powerful now is that what happened to her i loved all the scenes between alex and lena they're the ones who love car the most and it was nice to see them bonding and yes i ship them but you can't blame me look at them oh there is a there is some uh some support for this new ship just because (laughs) they both like the same kind of scotch Uh, (laughs) at k kyle one said so let me make sure i understand apparently in the world of supergirl where other heroes exist and are referred to the only way to stop the big bad is inserting thing a into thing b didn't they do the same thing to pencil skirt they definitely did. Uh, sure it did. was a stick a device into a thing, and that's <laughs> how you defeat them. <laughs> you know what? They saw how well it went with pencil, pencil skirt. They were like, let's just keep let's, this going. Let's just, it's been working for us. Let's just do that. <laughs> Listen, we found our niche. Why, why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Uh, at all. Olin Samuel said, I didn't hate it, even though the show keeps giving the best character moments to everyone whose name is not Kara. At least this one, uh, at least this time, uh, Alex was one of them. I suppose they didn't, they really didn't have Melissa for a lot. And that's why the Phantom Zone plot still feels like the B plot. And it sucks because it's the one I'd like to see more of. It's also after four weeks, the first time there's been a semblance of bonding between Kara and and Zorel. Let's see, I guess. Yeah, it fine. It finally happened a little bit. We got it. We got enough. So I appreciate the optimism. It, it, hopefully, it will get better. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked I liked the uh, the the car and Zorel moments that we got in this one. At DJ Writer says perhaps the most cohesive episode of the season and a true showcase for Kyler Lee and the tremendous growth of the character of Alex Danvers. I love the parallel of how the sisters had to both make a near impossible decision. Um, at Ferreira uh, 365 said, yes, it's about the time they take out. Um, yes, it's about time they take out of the Phantom Zone if they aren't really going to do much with her in it. I hope this last season gets better. At um, one creative, uh, one creative underscore name, which is a great, <laughs> that is a great, great and very creative name, <laughs> said, well, that episode was something. All the plots seemed boring and repetitive, but at least next week's episode looks good. I hope Kara is getting out of the Phantom Zone soon because I'm getting real tired of it. Also, can't they just get Kara's DNA from loose hairs in her apartment? Yeah, a lot of listeners had questions about the DNA. 
Good question. At Walt six uh, fifty eight said, if they need Cara's DNA, why can't they get it from I don't know something in her apartment? <laughs> the, the problem with this is they didn't explain why they couldn't. They sh- they ha- should have had a line in there to Nicole's point, like she can't shed the whatever whatever. Like they should have mentioned that in the episode. Yeah, I think that that's if they can explain soul magnets, right? They have <laughs> they have the time and the inclination to explain this one. That's all I can say. <laughs> soul magnets. Uh, <laughs> um, at so oh, Doctor Sophie Lady Sai. Uh, said question uh, questions in season five about how Kara cut her bangs seemed frivolous and tangential until we arrived in season six. And those hair clippings could simultaneously save Kara from the pan- phantom zone and prevent a potential timeline disruption. Such a good point. <laughs> That's true. At Jenny underscore McFarland said Magon flying through the city was cool. It's almost like they have someone else who can fly. They could have done that with the person who the show is named. Named Ather, maybe. maybe. Also, also, when Jean said global pandemic, I cringed. Why'd they have to use that phrase? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They just, they have to be topical or they will die. <laughs> uh, at I am no guitar hero said, best part of the episode, Kara's defiance versus Nixley when she realizes her intentions, even destroying the, the mirror rather than letting her use it. Worst. All the over-explanation on how they plan to find, defeat the Phantoms. It's so confusing. They should keep it simple. I agree. It's all made up anyway. Just <laughs> streamline it. <laughs> take out take out the soul magnets. <laughs> soul magnets. <laughs> At Mark H, uh, HBPWM said, I knew I was right to mistrust Nixley. I could tell Kara was going to smash the mirror and thought it was great to see Kara be Kara for the first time this season. But yeah, how did they move a DEO's worth of stuff into Jean's PI office slash apartment? It's a, it's a big apartment. They have a, a lot of room. It's a big apartment. They have a lot of room. Also, the DEO was mostly destroyed, so I guess there wasn't much to move over besides <laughs> rubble. <laughs> uh, and finally, at KT Walker said, did they really have Jean look in the camera and say, a worldwide pandemic? They, <laughs> they sure did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have an email from Alex who writes, quote, I thought this was the best episode of the season so far, but after the episode a few weeks ago with the Lex Luthor trial that set the American legal system back 100 years and last week <laughs> style weep fest where everyone talked about their feelings, that's not saying much. The best thing about this week's episode, it is wrapped up in the Harry Potter Dementor storyline and hopefully <laughs> the show will once again concentrate and I scrolled down too far. Of course, I do that all the time. Oh my gosh. Well, once again, concentrate on um, making Supergirl the central part of the show. I'm sorry if I'm being a downer, but I think this uh, season has been pretty depressing. I, look, Alex, I, I feel that. I, I'm there with you. Uh, Alex goes on to say, quote, uh, there just hasn't been the fun camaraderie between the team that existed in past seasons. Seriously, have there been any fun scenes or conversations that made you laugh this year? We used to have them all the time in the first few seasons, but those moments were mostly provided by Wynn or Cat Grant. Another problem has been the complete lack of Cara Danvers this year. 
the human life of Supergirl has always been a vital part of the series. I am hoping the next few episodes with Brainy and Dreamer going back in time to meet Carr and Alex in high school will provide the necessary humor and human qualities of the show. I know the current writers like to pretend the first year or two of Supergirl never happened, but we need to get back <laughs> to that, unquote. Yeah, I think next week's episode, um, uh, especially if uh, during this Midvale thing, I think there's supposed to be Cat Grant in the mix, so that'll, that'll probably serve as some comedic relief as well. So I think I think some of those elements will will come in uh, future episodes. Yeah, I'm excited about the the Midvale episodes. I think they're going to be really fun. Um, Gina sent us an email saying, "Finally, we get an episode with some legit emotional beats here. While far while far from a perfect episode, this was definitely for me one of the best episodes of the season, which isn't a very high bar right now. Um, why did this hit me differently? A few things. One, the writers seem to be learning about not including characters that aren't important to the storyline." No Andrea, no William, no Lex, and unfortunately, no Kelly. Oh, that's she, right. Kelly wasn't in oh, this. Oh, poor Kelly. She was, she was, she was busy uh, breaking into their apartments for later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, we finally saw Lena reacting to Kara being in the Phantom Zone. It was so weird to not have her react for the last two episodes. We got a hint of it in the previous episode where she finally admits to Brainy she misses Kara. Not that I had any doubt, but what was shown in this episode was what I was looking for. It was nice in a heartbreaking way to see that Lena blames herself for Kara being in the Phantom Zone. And who knew it would also lead to great interaction between Alex and Lena. This also brought in more layers of perspective from Alex as well. I love the two of them not seeing eye to eye on what was the right thing to do between saving Kara and dealing with the Phantoms, a.k.a. the global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex sacrificed seeing her sister sooner to save the city while Lena truly thought saving Kara was doing the right thing and worked day and night to make it so. Three, this episode actually surprised me in that I truly thought they were going to be reunited with Kara by the end of the episode, but only because this show tends to wrap up things quicker than it should. So I was happy to see that both ends of the storyline got thwarted. No, uh, me, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, really? This is going to be the end of the fans zone? No, no. <laughs> Four, though still not enough screen time, we got to see more screen time with Kara and friends. Also, it was enough to show Kara having more emotional beats concerning her father and most importantly sacrificing her way home so that nixley doesn't get out of the phantom zone we got to see more fight in Kara. up until now i felt like we saw shadows of emotions from her but this episode felt more like the car we know and love is it me or do the jor l's have weak legs ankles that easily break <laughs> oh uh zor l's zor l's uh, that's, that's a good point because she got her her leg got hurt in like one of the first or second oh, that's episodes. Tr that's true. Yeah. What's although what's, uh, apparently nothing ever heals in the Phantom Zone. Well, time doesn't pass. <laughs> so, so that's a uh, did did Nixley heal her? Is that what happened? Nixley used her magic to heal. That's right, Kara, but she couldn't do it this time around with Zorel. Because she hates dads. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, finally five. I really loved how they had those breadcrumbs. Uh, bread yeah. Breadcrumbs, mm. in fact. Leading up to next week's episode via Nia's dreams. Yeah, they're, st they're starting to pay that off. They've been uh, th throwing that in a little bit at a time. And uh, I finally uh, sort of clicked as to why uh, Nia has been seeing 
those visions. All right. Well, Susan wrote in to say, quote, I really enjoyed parts of uh, this week's episode. So I thought I would take the opportunity to share why, since it also answers a question that has been lingering for me. The question is why I do not like the Alex Kelly relationship. And the answer turned out to be that I just don't like uh, Alex when she is with Kelly. But this week, when there was no Kelly and the kick-ass human hero Alex was back, we got the agent agent soldier slash soldier who can save herself with her <laughs> with her pants. You remember that episode? <laughs> oh, one of the all time favorites. Because <laughs> uh, Alex can't save herself just using her pants. Uh, the hero who will make uh, any necessary sacrifice to do the right thing. The passionate person who can talk others into believing in themselves. The human who is Kara's hero for a reason. And we haven't seen that Alex for a long time. Instead, when Alex is with Kelly, we have seen her acting like an idiot and a bad soul, uh, soldier slash, a- slash agent because she is supposedly worried about Kelly or we see her turning into a wimp that uh, Kelly needs to help because Kelly needs something to do. I have nothing against the character of Kelly in general, and I think Ozzy does a nice job. But the Alex Danvers that I came to be a fan of seems to disappear whenever Kelly is there. Since it doesn't seem like Kelly is going anywhere and, and in fact seems like she is going to play a bigger role, I really hope the writers figure out how to include her without transforming Alex again, unquote. That's actually a really good point about how, uh, you know, storylines and, and characters can change based on who they are with in a scene and what that what that makes for their decisions and and how their storylines play out. So I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. But yeah, I mean, there was no Kelly. And so she didn't have to either be protective of Kelly or she, you know, something, you know, whatever it was, she could focus on doing that job and the thing that she needed to do and actually focus on Kara at, you know, her sister, which was refreshing. That was the first time in a long time I felt like Alex... Not to say Alex doesn't care about Car, but like this is the first time where it was like, oh, this feels like old school Supergirl, where Alex was protecting Kara and trying to help Kara. Uh, but the last couple of seasons, it's been more focused on Alex and Kelly. So this was a different change of pace in this episode. I think we were seeing like more of an action-oriented Alex too, which we haven't, you know, seen in a while. So I think that definitely helps the characterization this episode. Yeah, when when she when she called her when Alex called Kara uh, sis, I was like, oh, I, re- I remember they they were sisters. They're, <laughs> They're actually sisters. Act, actually acting like sisters because uh, it, it just has been such a long time since the focus was on the Danvers sisters. So that was actually really refreshing. Uh, so Daryl wrote us an email saying, Alex, 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 how can you say you trust Lena and then just rip the device from her hands like that? You were trying to convince her with your words, but then you didn't bother to see if it worked before you just took what you needed. Alex says she can't take no for an answer, but she didn't wait for an answer at all. <laughs> <laughs> so good it's really true that really bothered me more than anything else has in this season maybe in this show alex's whole speech to lena means nothing if she's just going to take the device like that that's that's a fair point it's Uh, a very fair point (laughs) why make uh, the speech if you don't wait to see if it worked (laughs) right 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 uh, well, Cloud wrote in to say, quote, just listen to your podcast about Phantom Menaces, and you briefly spoke about Lena's hairstyles changing to fit her mood. The best case of the hairstyles is not Lena, but her mom, Lillian. I noticed immediately that when she was on trial or otherwise in a weak position, her hair was down. It popped uh, at me at the end of this past episode when Lex uh, gained control again 
that there was uh, Lillian's that Lillian's hair was back up like back in Project Cadmus days <laughs> a long time ago. And Cloud goes on to say uh, she's full on back to evil again. And I am here for it. Unquote. So, yeah, I hadn't noticed that with uh, Lillian. So I'm going to have to pay attention to Lillian's hairstyles and what that means when it's up versus versus when it's down. Yes, seriously. Um, so Lynn wrote in to ask the all important question. What if one of Silas's roommates was Brian the alien? This is a big question. This is a this is this could be a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he's been. <laughs> I hope that's true. Um, okay, so uh, Ryan sent us an email saying, quote, a lot of the Arrowverse shows reasoning and science is lost on me, but I just ignore it. However, this one with how it explained dream energy and life forces really really lost me more than ever before. The episode title was Lost Souls, but it should have been titled Lost Viewers. At this point, I'm annoyed with the lazy writing this show has. I can ignore the Phantom Sto Zone stuff because, again, Melissa was on maternity leave and they only had her for so long. But they had the rest of the actors for three months before Melissa came in over a year of doing nothing at home during during quarantine <laughs> that they could have that they that they could have been brainstorming or working on scripts. There is no reason this writing should be so bad. The only good moments were the quiet, intimate moments between two characters. Should they have forgiven Lena and is her forgiving herself all that matters? No. And should Alex have given Lena a chance before tracking the device, uh, uh, before taking the tracking device away? Sure. But that doesn't take away from the emotional weight the characters feel. It just goes to show that the writers need to focus on their characters more than their plot because their characters are, are succeeding while their plot is not unquote. So that's a really good point, Ryan. I think uh, there's something to be said about focusing on the characters versus the, the sciencey nonsense and the, the phantom stuff. Uh, I think that is succeeding more than some of the, the plot driven aspects of the show. I think we're willing to go with the, the, the plot nonsense. If the character beats are good, I think yeah. that, that's been established. Cause that was the, the kind of the opposite of season five. There was, the the emphasis was way heavy on the plot. Oh my god! And the characters really suffered. So I'm I'm glad to see it. There's not as much of that with season six. But to Ryan's point, like they had a whole heck of a lot of time to plot out this last final season, and it doesn't feel like they really they really nailed it down. But, but Rebecca, in this episode, they saved us all from a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time in 2020, they were like. We got to work that into the script. We got we got to work that into Supergirl. <laughs> and they did. They did. They sure did. Uh, Kenny wrote us an email to say, this might just be the best episode of the season. Some great Alex Danvers stuff. We saw her be that badass Alex from season one and two. Carr is not going to give up and she will find a way to come back home somehow. Lena is now a part of the Super Friends. This season has a Smallville season six feel to go to it with the Phantom Zone stuff. All the actors and actresses were great, especially Melissa Benoist and Kyler Lee. Oh, Smallville season six. Ooh, that was that was rough. What a, what a time for us all. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> Although that I think season six was when Lena uh was that when she became a Luther and she like went a little evil. Yes, that was, that that was, was actually I think that was fun. that was the season where, where Lana just like lost lost it and they went to the dark side. And that was I think the most fun Kristen Kirk ever had playing that <laughs> character. She was like, I can choose some scenery. <laughs> I think she hit, I remember her hitting Lionel Luther with a shovel. And I was like, 
this she is, definitely did. This is this is great TV. I remember being really like, this is the most this is the most I've ever liked Lana Lang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have an email from one of our Russian listeners uh, oh. who is actually uh, named Lena. So uh, Lena sent us an email to say, "quote We have an Alex and we have a Lena." I'm starting to suspect. <laughs> we oh my might god! Have super friends who listen to. Super <laughs> <Lena>. <laughs> We can start our own super friends. Quick, do you have a tower for us? <laughs> if a car writes in, I'm going to be really suspicious. That's it. Uh, We've so, got it. Elena from Russia writes, quote, how could something named Supergirl be almost about anything but Supergirl? How could the main character serve as supportive characters in order to develop their story progress and not vice versa? I started watching a show because of two reasons, lead character and or plot. If I fall in love with a character, plot is unnecessary. So this is very similar to Ryan's email, actually. Yeah. Uh, since the plot in Supergirl has always been questionable, at least in my opinion, and the show turned out to be an excellent match for my standards. Yes, Kara is the main character and the only reason I watch the show, but the CW somehow managed to ruin a lot of that. It, se it seems sometimes that the showrunners are on a permanent vacation and a bunch of remaining trainee writers are so <laughs> indifferent that they don't give a damn about what they wrote even in the last episode script. It is true. Sometimes it uh, switches and it's like, what? Why did you do that? Uh, so Lena goes on to say, quote, a terrible script leads to terrible acting. Actually, there is nothing to act. The plot is illogical and the hero's motivations and emotions are lifeless. Though Melissa and the core cast really try to make this nonsense better. They, I, I will say they they make uh, some, some bad stuff turn into gold. Uh, so Lena goes on to say, at the same time, I thought I could be perfectly fine with all of the storytelling disaster if there was enough Kara. It's just a TV show after all, but instead of that, I have to deal with an unnecessary but intrusive Luther drama, endless Guardian uh, stuff, a bunch of bad villains, and a stunning uh, variety of ugly wigs. <laughs> At this point, I'm feeling really offended as a viewer because the credits tell me that the show is called Supergirl. Not Super Friends, not Everybody Gets a Pulitzer, it's simply <laughs> called Supergirl. Uh, but hope never dies, and I'm really hopeful that at least the final episode will be Kara centric. Unquote. Uh, so I'm right there with you, Lena. I've I've been frustrated with the the focus not being on Kara for a while, and uh, so it does get to be a little bit of a downer. But I th I think maybe this episode uh, might start to pick that up a little bit. So hopefully, um, there's going to be more Kara because we um, we don't have that many episodes left. No, we I really mean, don't. What fifteen? I guess. I think I think so. So uh so it's uh it's I mean we're starting to we're starting to lose those episodes so <laughs> they they need to really ramp up the car aspect of Supergirl. Um so that's uh that's really important. So thank you uh Lena from Russia for writing in. All so, right. So Rebecca so, be before we get to our snap judgments, do we want to talk about what Lena was we wearing in this episode cuz you know I didn't, I didn't, get, I didn't, get, I didn't get a, a <laughs> screenshot, but um, if you would like to uh, talk about it, I will, I will get us an intro and then we'll, sure. we'll get into it. And now Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Okay. So what are your thoughts? I, I just remember her wearing like a leather jacket. Maybe was it, was it? Like, it was like a jacket that had kind of like, I don't know, like overlapping aspects to it. It was kind of like kind of open, but then there were also these kind of panels that seemed like they were going over each other over like a, like a dress. And then I think there was some sort of like weird boot 
aspect of it mm. i saw i i just there were a lot of elements on that outfit but i'm not sure that all, any of those elements went together in one it's but, like she what, got what, what do you think that's trying to say about her her character in the episode so i what i think it's saying is that like she got really in her head mm. when she was like okay first day it's first day super <laughs> friends school and i have to look <laughs> my best now i love this dress and I love this jacket. And I love these boots. And some would tell me, Lena, no, those things don't all go together. But I say, nay, these, <laughs> these all should go together today. She's also probably really tired, too. She like spent all night working on the Ghostbuster pack. And she it's also possible that she just found the first things in her closet. And she was like, good enough. <laughs> uh, but I like to imagine her trying on like several different outfits and like a little montage going, no, no, this is this is too needy. No, no, I shouldn't have this much clavicle out. And then like finally settling on like this weird jacket overdress combo where she was like my clavicles are all the way in so i'm not gonna scare anybody <laughs> like she didn't want to bring out her full she power to be too powerful yeah too powerful on the first day that's that that's a, that's a tough move you don't want to you don't want to scare people right out of the gate she was like this is me i'm soft and approachable and it's like mm. are you lena like what's going on there what's going on with that outfit yeah, uh, some listeners are, are kind of agreeing with you. Says, <laughs> None of this outward, uh, outfit worked for me, to be honest. And uh, Emma says, I love Lena and she can do whatever she wants. But that outfit was interesting. Uh, <laughs> so lots of questionable uh, thoughts about uh, her, I, her outfit. La Laura has a good explanation, which is that maybe the tower is kind of chilly. And like maybe she just brought, she's like, just in case, I don't know what kind of like environmental factors are going to happen today. So she's like, I'll just bring like a, like a little jacket just in case it's cold. And then she got in, she was like, is there no heat in here? And John was like, oh yeah, I forgot to pay that bill. Well, remember the Dementors make, oh, the everything, Dementors cold. make everything really cold. So that, there mm -hmm. you go. That's why she needed the jacket <laughs> because of the Dementors mentors so i'm like you know what i take all of lena's responsibility for this outfit i don't like away from her it's the dementors fault and that was actually a very logical choice for the for where she was and this has been lena luther boardroom or ballroom it was the dementors it was that the dementors should, fault that should be the catchphrase for <laughs> all right well um i think we're yeah before we wrap up our feedback we're gonna get to some snatch judgments in the game of snap judgments each person is presented with two options but must only choose one first instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary Okay, we're going to bring Nicole back in. Dr. Nicole Green, I want to make sure I say the, the complete <laughs> title uh, to give you respect on your name. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us again for Snap Judgments. Uh, so uh, Morgan, will you take it away? Okay, so our first set of Snap Judgments are from Gina. She wants to know, better twist, Nixley stabbing Kara in the back, metaphorically, or <laughs> Zorel being the one who ended up being shady. Oh, Nicole, what what's your what's your choice here? Oh man, I well, I know I guess a little from the behind the scenes that that Mixie's coming back. So I want to see Nixley and Mixie chewing some scenery. So I need <laughs> that like backstab. I, I don't want Kara to be, I don't know, I feel like Kara would be more hurt by her dad stabbing her, like, you know, turning shady. So I'm gonna pick Nixley. 
I don't know what's going to happen to Papa L, but <laughs> all for the like fifth dimensional face off at the end of the season. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, could, I could be into that. I I think that I like the Nixley being the villain, uh, but if we're going better twist, the be- uh, to me, the better twist is Orel turning out to be the bad guy. Uh, so that that's that's probably what I would think, even though I don't want that to happen. But I think it's the better twist. Yeah, so I'm I'm conflicted because that Nixley twist was really good, and like when she like got really scary, I liked it. But if if Zorel gets to be evil, does that mean that Jason Bear gets to wear like the evil Max from Roswell makeup? Because I could be feeling that like he had like <laughs> like a weird like punk hairstyle and like a little oh, bit of eyeliner <laughs> when he was a dupe. Yes, so I gotta go Zorel because I want that dupe makeup back. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to convince people to watch Roswell. I swear, you guys, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, Gina wants to know. Which looked more appealing to try for yourself, the donuts Brainy was eating or the proton pack Lena built overnight? Nicole, are you going donuts or proton pack? I mean, donuts, because with the proton pack, you have to fight phantoms. That sounds like way more work. <laughs> so let me come back over the snap judgment. So what is more appealing to try? Yeah. Oh, so like I have no risk, but only reward. It seems uh, that way. Yeah, um, let's go, let's go with that interpretation. The donuts yeah, are zero I'm, calories. I'm, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've had a lot of good donuts in my life, but I've never got to like zap phantoms with no with no risk to my physical well being. So yeah, I'm going to change to the 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 proto pack. Donuts are really tasty, but they are also on every list that says this thing is going to give you cancer. Uh, so yeah. I try I try not to eat donuts as much as possible. Uh, so I probably would not be eating a lot of donuts. But also, I mean, a proton pack, I don't know if that can give you cancer or, or not. <laughs> but uh, TBD. But, uh, <laughs> as a scientist, everything gives you cancer. Like living gives you cancer, cancer does. oxygen does like live your life. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything in moderation, right? Uh, I don't know. It'd be fun to be a Ghostbuster, so I think I would go Proton Pack. Yeah, I'm gonna go say I ain't afraid of no ghosts and go Proton <laughs> Pack as well. <laughs> okay, which would you like a solid expl- explanation for? What dreamers' powers are exactly, or <laughs> why they couldn't just uh, get Kara's hairbrush for a DNA sample? Okay, so Nicole, uh, do you want the explanation for Dreamer's powers or the <laughs> DNA sample? I want to know what is the reason for the time travel. I obviously want to know. I, I need, like, I'm a cell biologist. Tell me about why I can't just collect DNA from her apartment. That's, I need that. I'm never going to get it, but I would like that more. <laughs> yeah, I think Dreamer's powers are so nebulous. They can be whatever, and it's like, okay, fine. It's dream energy. Uh, but yeah, I, I need the explanation because they they went straight from we need DNA to time travel and they never explained <laughs> it why that needed to happen. So I, w- I would I would go the DNA sample. Yeah, I think I'm dreaming about an explanation for that DNA sample. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. Um, okay, so our next set of snap judgments are from Ryan. Uh, the first one is, would you rather see them go back in time to John's, Nia's, or Lena's past. So we have three options in the snap judgment. Yeah. Uh, who's whose past are we going back uh, into, Nicole? You said John, Nia, or uh, Lena. 
I feel like we've got some good Luther flashbacks and it's going to be sad. I don't need more of that. Um, Jean's pass is also going to be sad. I'm yeah, I'm, I, I, I mean, I love Nia. I, I feel like it would be fun. And like her family seemed really great. Like we'd just be hanging out. They'd be making food for me. We'd be like with plants. I love plants. <laughs> Drawing dreamscapes. That sounds like a good time. I think I'm going to pick Jean actually, because he's, he's been on, I think he's been on earth for like 300 something years. Like what was he doing all that time? Was, was he, you know, out on pirate ships? What what was he doing? Like, I, I don't know why I keep wanting to imagine him as a pirate. Cause I think we talked about him having doubloons, <laughs> but I really, I want to see like pirate Jean, like what was he doing uh, out on the, the high seas? So I, that's, that's, I mean, there's so much uh, time that could be covered in the last 300 years. So that's what I would think. So I was leaning towards Nia's as well, but you convinced me that I want Jean's because uh, the idea of uh, Jean singing a sea shanty is I, I find that very calming when I think about it. So yeah, I want these. I want I want Jean, Jean's life on the sea, which we've apparently we've accepted as as our as our this, canon. This is the thing that happened. We just we all knew it. That's, that's some, what happened. Some uh, people in the chat were pointing out that we could finally get the horse riding scene between Lena and Lex. <gasps> oh, that's oh, true. We get to choose like our, our particular <laughs> moment in time because that is an attractive option. <laughs> that's tough because I really do want that. <laughs> oh, that's true. We we could go back and see what was in Lex's journal. Oh, oh that's tough. That that might change things. <laughs> that's that's really rivaling pirate John at the end of moment. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Um, okay. So our next one from Ryan. Would you rather see Lena in a relationship with Kara or Alex? So no more Alex and Kelly. Mm. Yeah. This is this is a controversial. This is controversial. I don't know. Is is this hot too much about hot here. cake? Hot I don't know. This is spicy. This is spicy. Nicole, what are your thoughts? Well, I have to go first. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to make it. Throwing your ring to the wolves. <laughs> I am a, a big fan of of the Super Corp dynamic. I I will go for that. But I do I do love. It's, I don't know. I love it. I love Alex and, and Kelly. I don't want to break up dancing. They're so supportive and, and good. So I want Platonic Agent Corp on the balcony <laughs> drinking their scotch. And and Lena and Cara, you live your life. <laughs> that I, that sounds good. I really don't like shipper stuff, and I try. <laughs> I, I, they're going to make you. They're going to make try you do so it. hard to stay out of it. Um, <laughs> oh, I I guess I would have to pick Cara because to your point, Nicole, like the Alex Kelly thing is kind of cemented in my mind now, and I don't know that I could. That would have been weird, uh, just because, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, I, I like their, we'll see. I like both of their dynamics as like friends. Um, so that's weird. So I guess I would pick Cara just because uh, the Alex Kelly thing, uh, I think probably should still stand. Uh, so I don't think I would want to get rid of Alex and Kelly. So I'll, I'll pick Cara here. I think that's fair. I, I think just because Katie McGraw has chemistry with everyone doesn't mean that we have to ship her necessarily with everybody. Or, or you could, I guess. You, or, you could, or you could point. ship her with every single person. <laughs> that, that's your choice watching Supergirl. Uh, Lena with whoever. Uh, with that said, I don't feel like we need to break up Alex and Kelly. They feel like they're, they've got their thing. They're figuring it out. So, yeah, definitely Kara and Lena. They have really good chemistry. So, 
you know, and build up certainly more than Carr and William. That's true. They do have a storyline you could point to if you wanted to go there. Yeah. Like an actual storyline as opposed to her <laughs> love interest. Oh, geez. I could have been about William, but they never did anything to make it happen. But they were never about William. So how are you going to do it? I was open to it, but you, you didn't do the work. You're like, I'm trying to help help you help me. <laughs> uh, okay, so our next uh, two snap judgments are from Anna. So right, Anna wants to know. Okay. Get ready. Get ready, because the first one is relatively short, but the second one is not relatively short. Okay, so, <laughs> so strap in. All right. Anna wants to know, what was funnier? Alex walking up to an excited Lena and going, actually, no, we're not saving Kara. Give it to mm -hmm. me. <laughs> or Nixley giving her villain speech too early and telling Kara, actually, it was me who beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, what's your choice? So Anna said, what is funnier? What funnier. is funnier? But she didn't mean funnier. Um, <laughs> she meant what hurt more. No. Um, <laughs> Classic Anna. Alex, Alex making Lena cry in that large, empty, vacant space, or Nixley being like, I betrayed you and hurt your father. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like Alex had any intention of hurting Lena specifically. I don't even know how to answer this question, truly. Like, <laughs> you have to pick one. It's the game. You have to pick one. I mean, I don't think it's funnier. I don't know. I'll say like funnier as in it didn't hurt me as much. I'll say Nixley like turning because I always thought that was happening. I don't think that's what Anna's asking, but that's how I'm <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. I thought it was hilarious when Nixley was like, I could have murdered your father if I had the <laughs> chance. She's she's actually kind of a juicy, fun villain that I enjoy. Like, I really like my villains. Like I was nasty. like, now we're cooking. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm loving this. Uh, so I'll probably pick uh, Nixley on this one. I'm going to pick Nixley, too, only because she had direct access to a portal right next to her. But she chose she chose violence, right? She chose to give her her villain speech. She was like, hold on. Here comes my monologue. And she could have just <laughs> she could have just left like she could. She could have been like as cars leaving to go. OK, I got to go get my dad. She could have been like, cool, bye. And then jumped out <laughs> of the portal. But what she chose to do is be like, actually, all dads are evil. And here's why. <laughs> so I feel like she kind of shot herself in the foot there. And that she was did. funny. Um, OK, last snap judgment. This is from Anna. It's very long. <laughs> get ready. <clears throat> okay. If the Supergirl writers were in charge of your love life Ooh. for a month. That's a long time. That's a, that's a big a, commitment. That's a bad amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you rather have? Your love interest parents try to take over the world. And the only way to stop them is to send the love interest to space. And then they show up months later married to another woman. Or... <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, so, oh, so Mono, or your love interest seems perfect, but later convinces you to kidnap and hold their sister at gunpoint, and that same sister later mind controls you and makes a robot because she is mad at, at her maybe just platonic best friend named Kara. Those are uh, equally bad choices uh, that bad. have both been represented on the show. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. make sure that we're breaking this down. Anna saying Monel or <laughs> Lena is that is that what we're doing? I, 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 I think, think so. so. When you boil it down to the, uh, <laughs> to, it is, what to was the, the second, the second, second one, 
Okay, so your love interest seems perfect, but later convinces you to kidnap and hold their sister at gunpoint. And that same uh, sister later mind controls you and makes you a robot because she is mad at her maybe just platonic best friend named Kara. Wait, are we talking about Eve? What? Or Lex or Eve? Oh, maybe it is Eve. I think it's Eve. Oh, my God. This is so intense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even follow these. These Supergirl writers are taking over my life and doing things. Yes. This this is going to be your your love life for a month. Yeah. Everyone's saying the second one is Eve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or Lex, maybe? No, it's got to be Eve because you get you get turned into a robot. Yeah, I have a PhD and I cannot follow that. <laughs> this is a complicated one. This Anna. one's a complicated one. Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, I think I'm going to choose the absolute chaos of the second one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it sounds it sounds wild, and I guess it's for a month. We'll repair things afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so so with the Monel one where where your love interest comes back and is married to another person, uh is that only for a month or are they married <laughs> to the person for a month? <laughs> is it is it that brief those brief one month marriages that we've all <laughs> yeah. heard about? Uh I don't know. I I know I'm kind of in the minority, but I really liked the Cara Monel stuff in season two. Season three was a different story. Season three, not great. The season three, it, it, the Mon scale imploded. But season <laughs> two, at the very end, I thought I actually, that was the only time the show has actually made me cry while I watched it when Cara had to say goodbye to Mon-El. Mm-hmm. Um, So that, that to me, like that's a well-written story. So if I'm having to go with the, the writers uh, writing my love life, I'm going with that one. That's fair. I'm going to go with number two because I love, I love the chaotic nature of it. I like that I don't, <laughs> quite know what it is uh, but, I, but I also I think in that scenario I get to briefly become a robot and that seems oh. like it could be yes. fun so <laughs> I've already got the voice you're already ready. there you're like I'm already kind of halfway there I'm ready I'm mentally I'm prepared for it so I think I'm gonna go number two <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, Anna, and to everybody who has sent us in Snap Judgments. And thank you, uh, Nicole, for uh, us to make some Snap Judgments. And uh, we will uh, get out of here. We'll say goodbye to Nicole. Thank you. Have a good uh, rest of your week. We will talk to you later. We're going to kick you out now. And uh, we're going to wrap up Snap Judgments. And we're going to get out of here. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. All right, that is going to do it for uh, this episode uh, on uh, Lost Souls. And I have really done a number on this Google Doc. I really <laughs> need to uh, tighten this up. This is kind of, you talk about chaotic nature. There's This Google Doc has a chaotic nature this week. Um, so, uh, uh uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to to clean this 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 puppy up because uh, Rebecca <laughs> went through this really quickly. All right, so um, speaking of which, and actually, let me check to see. Okay, so we got to go with new Rachel this week. So we are gonna get to some plugs, and uh, so just sit uh, sit back and, and enjoy those. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at six seven eight seven one eight seven two five. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on 
and inspired by the CW's Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure shows, and DC TV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DC TV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else. This has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. That never gets old. That's it's so, so, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Flesh Vessel. Uh, oh, speak. Uh, did we talk about the T Public Store? No, let's talk about the well, T Public Store. Let's just smoothly transition into that. <laughs> uh, because guess what? It's got some fifth dimensional energy with this Mizia's Pillock design. Oh, nice. Oh, well done. Well I see done. you giving me the full name and I'm <laughs> delivering. <laughs> Yeah, so this is actually a pretty cool shirt. I need to get one of these for myself because uh, Mixie's uh, looking pretty chill on this one with <laughs> the full the full name there. So you, you can get some uh, Mixie's Pitalik, uh stuff in there if you would like. And we would also like to thank our Legion of Super so- Sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. And that uh, goes to Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Grout, Yvonne, uh, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgar, Miriam, Cherie, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, Susan, and a new one, EH. So thank you all for supporting uh, Supergirl Radio on Patreon. If you would like to become a uh, Supergirl Radio Patreon a supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Radio. Uh, it is a monthly fee. We have several different levels. So um, just go take a gander at the Patreon page and uh, see which one you would like to be part of. They offer different things. And uh, our Patreon is just kind of uh, just bonus extra stuff. We have our regular free Supergirl Radio stuff here once a week. But if you want just some extra stuff, if you want to see Morgan's cats, uh, if you want to hear us talk <laughs> about uh, all sorts of, you know, various things that we've done, some AMAs. We've, We've done some show and tell. <laughs> We've done some sh- show and tell. We'll probably be doing a whole bunch of stuff. I think for this uh, next uh, exclusive bonus stuff, uh, I think I'm going to do some stuff from Hawaii. I mean, you're going to be in a pretty nice location. <laughs> so I, I've, uh, I'm going to do some photo shoots with my, my Supergirl. I'm going to take 
I'm going to take her to Hawaii with me and uh, maybe put her on the beach. Uh, we'll just see what happens with her. And if you would also like to uh, have a photo shoot with a, a flat Supergirl here, we have a contest. So basically how this works is that uh, you can go to supergirlradio.com. And uh, on the right side of the page, there are actually some links there where you can find it. Uh, there'll be a, a little picture of little flat Supergirl on the side. You just click on it and you can go straight to uh, the post where you can download uh, and print your flat Supergirl and you just you just cut her out you will cut cut around or don't cut her cut, cut her out <laughs> and then uh, you're gonna attach her to a popsicle or a uh, you know some sort of popsicle stick or a pencil or a pen something like that and then just uh, go outside take a picture with her do something take her on the road do something creative actually let her see actually, the world <laughs> hang on while we're Ooh. here I do have we have had some submissions have we uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm going to pull some up while we're here. Let me see if I can share my screen and, uh, let's see if we can get, to I have the... not been checking the hashtag. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Am I pulling up the right one? We because shall see. I'm not good at it, but the hashtag is, uh, hashtag Supergirl adventures. So if you want to, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a uh, Supergirl traveling in the car. I also have one from uh, Donna. Let's see if I can pull she that up. She doesn't need to be in the car. She can fly. <laughs> <laughs> She's just driving. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, try to share this other one. Road trip. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is not the best way to do this. Uh, so next time around, I won't Aww. share the uh, but yeah, so Donna actually went the extra step and uh, commissioned an Alex They're to go in the along. grass. <laughs> <laughs> they are taking the grass for Earth Day. It's actually uh, it's today's, it Earth, today's Day. Earth Day. Today's Earth Day. So they are they are taking that grass by storm. Alex looks <laughs> Alex looks great in her little costume. Flat so, Alex. So uh, yeah, so Donna went the extra step and uh, got uh, a, a commission of Flat Alex to go along with Supergirl. But you don't have to do that for the contest. Uh, you can just uh, hang out with uh, Supergirl and um, and just take a creative picture, and then you're going to use the the hashtag and tag us in a photo, and that'll that'll get you in the uh, contest. And you can take as many pictures as you want. You get you have until the final the final episode of Supergirl the TV show the series finale is when we will make a decision on the, our favorite, and uh, then we will pick a winner, and you'll get something from the T Public store. So what's great is you have almost an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> this is really no rush. Who knows how many seasons you can take Supergirl around with you? Maybe she could go to the pool in the summer. She could, you know, uh, lay with up you in the winter. <laughs> Who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, so this is just our way of like having fun for the final season, you know, taking Supergirl with us wherever we go. It's a metaphor. Uh, so this is uh, this is something that we're doing for the final season just to have a little fun and uh, see what everybody uh, does. It gives us a way to be creative. All right. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I also have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. Apparently, I did a live stream recently and somebody in the live stream chat on my personal channel was like, hey, is this the Rebecca from Supergirl Radio? Which, uh, which clued me into the fact that I may not be promoting my personal <laughs> YouTube channel very well on this podcast. 
So, uh, or maybe they never listen to the plugs. They just bounce out after we're done. <laughs> maybe so. The plugs are some of the best the plugs. Parts. The plugs are some good material. Don't <laughs> skip the plugs. No, you never know what's going to happen during the plugs. Uh, so yeah. So if you want to see, I have a lot of Snyder Cut content. I'm going actually going to Dallas uh, tomorrow to visit the exhibit for the Snyder Cut that is there at the HBO Max headquarters. So I'll probably do a little video stuff there that I'm going to put up on my YouTube channel and uh, take some pictures. I may, I may take a flat Supergirl with me and, oh. have, and have her, you know, pictured with a Nightmare Batman, maybe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be that weirdo. HBO Max, you better be ready. Uh, Rebecca's coming tomorrow. Um, so so I'll be ready yeah. with your checkbook open. We love your your service. <laughs> oh, my gosh. HBO Max, we, we consume it all the time. We have uh, all the favorites. Uh, so uh, that is something I'm probably going to do. Uh, I'm also a, a voice on The Fakest. I play Leanne Snyder uh, on uh, The Fakest. Uh, it's a sketch comedy podcast. You can find it at thefakest.com. Morgan is also a voice. Uh, she's actually yeah. very important in the final season of The Fakest. Uh, so uh, you should definitely tune in and listen to that because uh, Morgan's doing a bang up job. Oh. I do a very medium witch voice, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and the other witches, the three witches, are uh, fantastic. So uh, very, very good. I actually, uh, my my last scene was, um, uh, I just recorded it recently, like my final, I like rapped on The Fakest, and uh, Amy was there. She she plays Grandma Snyder, who is maybe also a witch. Don't want to spoil anybody. Oh. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's been fun to uh, interact and uh, be in scenes with witches. Uh, I can't <laughs> say that I've uh, had a lot of those interactions. So that's been uh, very interesting. Um, and you can find me... Uh, did you did you do all your plugs? Rebecca? Oh, did I have more plugs? That are, oh well, did I guess I could, Justice League. I guess I could also mention. I'm, I'm looking at the doc, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could also mention. I really should mention that I'm also a contributor to another podcast called uh, the Justice League Universe podcast, where we analyze the uh, DC films. So starting with like Man of Steel and kind of going up through the. What, what fans refer to as the DCEU, but that's never been like an official thing. Who cares what Warner Brothers thinks? Uh, we call it the DCEU. So that's what I'm going to go with. So if you're interested in analysis of films, uh, we're currently watch, uh, watching and working on Zack Snyder's Justice League. So we're kind of going through there. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. I actually get to sit down and think about themes and character journeys and things like that. It really sharpens my skills here for uh, Supergirl Radio. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to that, uh, it's it's great. Sam and um, uh, the, the folks over at uh, Justice League Universe podcast, uh, so good. Alessandro, um, so uh, really smart guys over there. So uh, I really appreciate being a part of that podcast as well. Very cool. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can also find me as a co-host on DCTV After Dark. Um, Rebecca, uh, I was going to say Rebecca, Sarah and I um, need to figure out our next episode, but she's she's supposed to uh, rearrange my kitchen this weekend. So hopefully when she does, <laughs> we can we can brainstorm as we're trying to figure out how to put things away proper. She's very excited about it, actually. She's a very clean and organized person. I think she went to the container. She texted me like, I went to the container store. I was like, what did, what did you get? <laughs> so I'm expecting my kitchen's going to be amazing. And maybe we'll talk about it on our next episode of After Dark. Uh, so that should be really fun. I'm not going to knock that. I, I love going to the con container store. I can, yeah. I can use a little bit of that in my life. Mike and I are not what you would call 
organized to mm-hmm. where, you know, if me, it's more organized chaos and Mike, it's more the word chaos without the organized. So <laughs> we need the help in the kit. We also have like the world's smallest kitchen. So we really need the, the help with the organization. So that'll be fun. So I know that we're talking about our, you know, when we're going to record our next episode, our next guest. So stay tuned. Very exciting. Um, but you can also find me on the uh, as a co-host on the DC Legends of Tomorrow podcast, um, where we are going to be doing a recap of season five for all you people who've forgotten it. Not me, not me. I remember it. I remember everything that happened last season <laughs> in that season of that television show. But uh, but for all of you people who maybe because it's been a year, like a whole year, haven't uh, you know remembered the season we're gonna take you on a quick recap it's gonna be really the information you need before the show comes back in uh, in may and then we have a um a special interview with uh kelly quinlan who, who we read one of her books for our book club our hiatus book club and she has a new book out um that came out this week actually on tuesday called she drives me crazy um so we're going to talk to her about her name in the sky the book that we read in book club and also her new book she drives me crazy which we all read and loved so that's a really fun interview that should be coming out um i believe sometime next week so some good legends content for you before the the season starts up in may um and and we definitely remember everything that happened last season so it's great it's great <laughs> no one's panicking i you know i'm gonna re- i'm gonna rely on the legends of tomorrow podcast to, to be able to tell me about those things because you know i don't watch the show i just listen to the podcast so i'm gonna need a refresher uh, rebecca needs a refresher from those podcast episodes she doesn't quite remember <laughs> for the show she's never watched <laughs> So you all are actually very important to my personal experience with Legends of Tomorrow. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Lennon. And since we're talking about being organized, we should all aim to be as organized as those phantoms in the Phantom Zone uh, storage units. So make (laughs) make that your goal to be as organized as those people in, in the Phantom Zone. the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.